gotten drier over here so you know has that has that happened to you guys where you're like talking and you're just your your throat like you're on the podcast it just gets completely horribly dry and you just have to cough i hate that no it's my least favorite he's like damn sucks to suck i don't know if i have like a fucking stage four lung cancer or something but i've always like coughed like i always just cough all the time but i've gotten really good at like getting to that freaking uh, Stage four lung cancer. It is pretty advanced. very far along. <laughs> so I'm surprised you're you're able to stand up and do the podcast. I look like Mr. House from New Vegas. Other than like, this is the only time that I get exercise. <laughs> this, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Walking around in the living room. All right, <laughs> let's rock it. You guys ready? Yeah, let's do it. Hello and welcome to Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and I'm here with my co-partner, Nave. Each pod, we play through a cooperative experience, and we're going to lay to you, the listener, if this game is a criminal to criminal co-op, or something better off playing solo. Hey, Nave. I got in a car accident, Philip. You loser. It was it was your fault, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. It was, I got rear-ended. It was something. definitely Nave's fault. Don't listen. <laughs> it had to be. You're Nave must have done it. Well, <laughs> technically, if I wasn't there at that time and place, that 16-year-old girl wouldn't have ran into me. <laughs> So I think it might have been technically my fault, but we're well, starting to sound like a little victim blamey. Let's let's get our <laughs> guests in real quick. So from Friday Night Gamers, we got our uh, homies Woo! Will and Nick. What's going on, fellas? We're back at it better than ever. What's going on, guys? It's good to see you again. Okay, Nate, back to your story. <laughs> was there more? I got in an, what, I, I got in an accident. It was fine. Well, what did you hit her? Like how how did it hit no, her? Like, I was I'm... turning and she just rear-ended me and I saw her in my rear view so I was like I should get out of her way and so I decided to turn back into the lane and then she cuz she was going to go around me. You know what I mean? I'm in a mail yeah, truck. Yeah, so she's yeah like, you're in a mail truck. This fucking guy doing mailboxes in the street like mailmen <laughs> tend to do. How dare he? But actually I was he? at an intersection because people don't put their mailboxes at intersections for this specific reason exactly. You know what I mean? So, um, but the the funny thing was, is it was like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Inception, but there's a, a yes. thing where they're inside of dreams. They have to do a kick or something like that. They have to like yeah. jolt themselves. And there's yes. a scene where they're in a van and they go backwards off of a bridge and everything's flying around them and stuff while they're in the air. <laughs> oh, that no. is, oh, is, going? is that what happened? My mail and my packages were <laughs> all over the <laughs> I'm imagining like the Matrix scene where where Morpheus is like shooting like an Uzi at the at the SUV that's oncoming and he just slices <laughs> it in half. That's what happened to your mail truck. That's exactly what I'm thinking. That was the, it's that so was the funny thing. you bring up the Matrix because we're gonna bring oh, wow. up later. All right. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, you're jumping ahead. You you look at the <laughs> notes. I did not. Like a true professional. I did not look. You gotta I, go I, in well, blind. I did, I did look. I'm lying. I did look, but I don't. I didn't see that. Anyways, Anyways trucks worry. aside. Yeah, mail trucks aside, uh, welcome back to the pod, guys. Last time we had you on for multiverses, uh, I wasn't there for that one. Sadly, uh, that was when my dog died. But we're yeah, here to we, have a good time in this one. We are. We are. And we're not going to talk about Blendo again, so that's going to be great. Dude, I mean, we're talking about Blendo right now. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about Blendo. <laughs> he says, don't do it. Please don't like, talk about I edited that. I edited that one, and uh, it got long. I think that was over like yeah, a two-hour and a half a, pod. That was interesting. Oh, yeah. See what happens when you're not here, yep. Philip. It just goes off the rails. We completely went off the reservation. Yeah. 
<laughs> and that was your final review. Like, it wasn't even like, oh, go play multiverses. And he was like, so Blendo, yeah. guys. Let's <laughs> <laughs> like, talk about G4 TV. Let's, have, let's just talk about that. And be like, no, that's not whatever. I had to justify <laughs> my boy Blendo. Like, I mm. felt like I didn't have enough representation in the, mean, in the final <laughs> list. I still think he should be a full-blown pe- playable character in multiverses. So, I mean, the fact remains, Blendo's the GOAT. Or at the very least, a map hazard. Yep, map a map hazard. hazard. <laughs> that could be it. Like, that sounds like the perfect situation. So, we are a weekly gaming podcast, and this week we're going to be talking about Proteus. But before we get there, let's talk about our little gaming little gaming journals, our diaries, our weekly check- check-in like single player games or games that you know we probably can't force into the pod let's start with you will what have you been playing all right so myself i have been hopelessly addicted to overwatch 2 recently oh what's your what's your main uh it's sad because i don't really have a main i main support in general and i play everybody there yeah. except Zinyata. for yeah is like a big one uh, i play everybody in support except for baptiste because i'm bad so i can play everybody else baptiste is just weird i, I can't get down his whole damage and healing like balance um that's why i like zenyatta because i heal passively and then i kill you offensively so as far as getting away or getting chased by somebody i can't like glide away or fly like mercy or do all this cool stuff to escape a fight if you come at me i have to murder you so it just works out really really well there but aside from that i love playing the tanks i love playing reinhardt um i like diva a lot i'm a big fan of sigma who i didn't play a whole lot in the first game but i've been playing him more recently now and i enjoy his whole balance of a slightly weaker shield but being pretty offensive with rock and like knocking people out of the air there's nothing cooler than smacking a pharah out of midair with a giant stone so feels pretty good and my aim is kind of shitty. did you say his name was ligma <laughs> sigma sigma oh, he is even a lot of characters <laughs> even better as someone that's that only played like season one of overwatch one i am lost. Like, who is this who is brigitte yeah. <laughs> i mean sigma? i played it with will and i'm still lost however i will say that i was enjoying the the hell out of playing yeah, Diva. great uh big big fan of diva and hanzo but that's, that's i've always fun. been a uh what is the what is uh Oh god, the guy on the skates. What Lucio, yeah, Lucio's Lucio. boy. Oh, Lucio. There we go. Yep. <laughs> god, there's so many characters. Who would have thought? Yeah. But yeah, Lucio's really yeah, fun. Lucio's I love fun. pushing people. Anything involving physics, I'm probably going to enjoy. Oh it. yeah, Lucio with the big boops. Yeah. Just push somebody off the map. If there's ever a map hazard to like knock somebody off the edge, Lucio's pretty much an instant lock. You just skate around and push 10 people off the edge at the same time. It's great. All right, so what's got you playing Overwatch 2, Overwatch over Overwatch 1? Uh, well, that the fact weird. that Overwatch 1 no longer exists. So. <laughs> 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 they said, how do we get people to go from 2 to 1? Hmm, we'll delete mm. 1. <laughs> yeah. And they did a great God. job because it worked. Uh, that you think they learned after, um, <laughs> what was it? Was it Warcraft, War Chest or whatever that was, where they deleted the old... Yeah, Warcraft they deleted the old versions that it had to give you Reforged, and then Reforged yeah, was horrible. and you just had to play Reforged now? Yeah, it was terrible when it first came out, so... Yeah, it's depressing. But, I mean, Blizzard's gonna Blizzard, so I kind of know what I was getting into. Especially when they were like, oh, we're gonna make it free-to-play. And I'm always like, oh, that's a red flag. That means yeah. they're going to ask for all my money. Well, what else have you been playing? Because Overwatch 2 is definitely something we're probably gonna talk about later on in the pod. Yeah, so, big thing there. But aside from Overwatch, I've also been playing some Grease. So I really like that game. I've been having a lot of fun with that. I talked about it a little bit on our podcast. Um, Will, I think it's you know pronounced Gris. Oh Excuse me. What are you, French, a French word? Gris. Yeah, I'm like, Gris. Gray. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm playing G-R-I-S. But I'm having a pretty good time with it. All in all, uh, it's very light and fluffy looking platformer. 
Um, the fact that you're not really fighting a whole lot, so I don't have to worry about dying, but it's just kind of using your brain to hop strategically. And then the game itself is just gorgeous. It's like a, a watercolor painting come to life. So been having a lot of fun with it. It seems like one of those hipster games that Nave would have in his Nave would buy section. I feel like Nave, do you own this yeah, game? I have, I have shouted this game out in my Nave would buy section. Yes, you're right. It is 100% a hipster mm-hmm. platformer. Will get you in your feely feels. Do you like those feely feel games, Philip? Uh, yeah, I do. Like, I love a good a feeler. Like, I don't know. Like, the <laughs> 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 like, like, oh, last game that emotionally moved me, and I think it was Scorn. Like that was the oh, last one. What kind of emotions no did you get from score? The ending. Okay, okay. I haven't gotten to the ending yet. I definitely feel feelings when I'm playing Scorn. I don't know if those are good or bad feelings. I don't know if I should be talking to someone about them, but I feel something. Yeah, I'm like halfway through and so far I feel disgust. And uh, yeah, that's it. You feel disgust until you get to the end. And you go around the world to I don't like, I don't want to spoil the exact like how what happens, but I started feeling a a range of emotions from joy to like sadness to regret to hope. Oh, like it you just it just changes the whole context of the game when you realize that it's not pointless all the the suffering you're going through. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Okay. So I'll definitely keep that in mind. I'm about halfway through, so I'm excited to finish up the rest of it. But that's everything for me though. Nice. Uh Nick, how about you? So I've been playing uh, one of the games that I feel like everyone here besides myself has probably played before now. And so, <laughs> what you buying? Uh, playing the original RE4. That was a, a terrible, terrible rendition of The Merchant, but I love him dearly. So I have to I have to continue to rock with my boy who apparently has teleportation device. Is he the real villain of the game? Who knows? I feel like he is. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying my time with RE4. I am probably a little over halfway through um i'm getting close to getting out of the castle section now yeah so i'm having a really good time uh i love the i love the sniper rifle that's like if i could have just like run through the entire game with that which i'm sure i can if i do a second playthrough that's gonna be the way that i go so i'm really really having fun obviously played a little bit of chivalry 2 with nave and melissa and that was super fun that was an incredible time actually uh had a a really had a I enjoyed it a lot more uh, than I think I probably would have had I played it solo. And I know there are a couple people in our you know podcasting space. I know Alejandro said he jumped in and died a bunch and didn't really have a good time. It's definitely a, a game that is built around and designed around you jumping in with big parties mm-hmm. and just like going to like wipe out other people. Everybody sticks together. Everybody hacks and slashes. I think m- one of my favorite parts is something that Nave literally called out as we're doing. He's like, this is the best level right here. And it's when somebody on your team turns into the Duke. Oh, the Duke. Yeah. And yeah. Then, yeah, and then the enemies like have to rush the castle and kill them, and we were getting obliterated the first part of the match. And as soon as it became like that fortress style and everything was close quarters combat, like our team decided to like pull it together. And Melissa was like, "Oh no, you! How are you guys doing so good?" <laughs> it was really funny. Um, Dude, Melissa's but, a fucking traitor when it comes to chivalry. I think she purposefully yeah, she switched no, teams right when the game starts. Yeah, she did. She she did. She I was, like the entire time she was like, "I don't want to play with you guys. That's fine." She's like, "I want the satisfaction <laughs> of Nave losing, but no." like agony of also losing and i can just be on the other team for that <laughs> exactly exactly but yeah playing chivalry 2 is, is a really good time and then um a little bit of Rampa as inspired by the one and only knave i uh just got up to the section well it, it's like literally the first chapter in the very beginning still but i'm in the process of building my case for the very first killer i already know who it is 
because literally she writes the name of the killer upside down. Oh, really? Was, she like immediately. It was immediately obvious. They were like, Spoiler what are these alert. numbers Spoiler. on the Spoilers. <laughs> It's so obvious. I didn't say the name of the person. It's just I mean, she's writing. The I'm playing, and I just it's found just the body, so and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, oh, I got to. No. Can you go back to the Fuck. crime scene at that point? You can. Yeah. You can it's a yeah. truth bullet. You can just look in your truth bullets. It's right there because it's like, what is yeah. this number? And so, it's that's so, so funny. And not to mention, like, as soon as I found out, I like went to that guy's. Like, I to that person's oh, room yeah. and I tried to knock on the people. I'm, just, I'm narrowing down the suspects for Philip right now. I apologize. Like the, I didn't realize you were playing this. Oh, I'm playing it very slowly by like five minutes at a okay. time. Okay, fair, fair. But uh, yeah, I like, I like tried to open up their door and they came like rushing down the hall. They're like, why are you trying to get in my room? And, and my character was like, that's a super normal reaction if someone was just trying to get in his room. Mm-hmm. I was like, but not really though not really so it was it was funny i'm having a good time with it uh yeah definitely like you it's like five minutes at a time you know warm up you know or or just like lunch click through a couple of like you know dialogue options and go through it like that so i'm like and i like the music too the music is fun it's just it's uh very lighthearted. um i don't know if you've ever made this comparison before nave but like i am seeing a lot of similarities between persona and this game mm even though like obviously they're very very different types of games yeah uh, mechanically it's just like the visual style or maybe the character storytelling seems to be a little bit um and you know the, informed by each other i feel like i'm not sure who came first Rampa or persona i think it's definitely persona persona is really old. persona's old really yeah oh i had no idea okay so yeah there's that and then like the last thing that i've been playing is unpacking feelings game yeah the feeling feelings game actually this was published by the same publisher that's going to be about the main game that we're talking about today but it's called unpacking it is a 2d just point and click adventure and it's basically a story about you're playing as this young girl and she grows up and you she every level is just her moving into a new place and it's just really really beautiful i talked a little bit about it on our last show with will and had a had a just a great time going through and just it's it's very meaningful (laughs) and you realize that like the, the they purposely wrote it to where you identify with every single section of this person's life, even if you don't like have their same lived experience. And I'm just like, Oh yeah, I do the exact same thing. I have that little, like let that little toy cart since I was a kid, it's sitting like right behind me in a little chest and it's just sitting there and I've had it for the entire time. Not really any reason why I just still have it. And, uh, you know, it just reminds you of things in your in your, in your life from your past. And so, yeah, it gets you in your feels. It's really good. The game's that's, a pretty good, pretty much it. uh, 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 Oh fuck! What was I just about to say? It's a pretty good experience in environmental storytelling. That game. Yeah. Uh, I I imagine yeah. you're not like far enough to where you're like seeing her as an adult, like moving and stuff like that. But, oh, um, I beat it. I beat oh, you beat it. Yeah. yeah. So there is there is <laughs> yeah. an overarching story, and like the way that the game mechanics is implemented with this environmental storytelling is very interesting. Like, um, yeah. I'm not gonna spoil stuff, but eventually you like start running out of space to put things, and like that mm-hmm. is something that a lot of adults experience whenever you like your life is. It's like a life altering experience being with somebody intimately, like in one space rather than being on your yeah. own. It's a very interesting. Uh, thing uh, to relive through this kind of lighthearted game that you don't expect. And that's why I really yeah, like or, this game. 
I, I loved it too because it was so interesting seeing like at a point in her life where she moves in with her first partner and you move in and already that or it was either a roommate or a partner. I think it was very like ambiguous. I think it was a roommate first that she moved in the house with and the roommate had a very, very like chic aesthetics and like everything was like artfully like designed and decorated and then you start taking out your player character stuff which is completely like contrasting with everything yeah. that's in that apartment. You start putting their stuff next to it. It's like I love how it's talking about how people manage those situations where it's like you, you have to move in the space and your stuff has to go somewhere, yeah. even if it doesn't fit and how life gets messy like that. So I, I really loved it. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. I know my daughter's actually a fan of that game and she beat it as well, but she's 10 and nice. I don't think she got any of the the obvious subtext <laughs> of the game. She's like, oh, yeah. you, just, you yeah. just like to unpack and place things and objects. Big Animal Crossing right. fan. I just imagine oh, yeah. you get to the breakup awesome. part of that game and you walk in there and your daughter's just sitting there like just staring sad. at the screen. I <laughs> just sad. <laughs> like she experienced it somehow. It's funny. Yeah. All right, Nave, what have you been playing this week? I have really been in a burnout state in video games. So oh, no. I actually really haven't. I've been watching a lot of YouTube. I've been watching some anime and stuff like that. But you, it's really strange. Every time I go through a burnout phase, I always get wrapped back up into Rock Band which just isn't a video game for me. Like it is just like this really comfortable thing that reminds me of being a kid and everything. And um, someone that we already brought up in this podcast, uh, shout out to Melissa. We have been playing Rock Band together. She took my advice and uh, she bought the game digitally and she's just been using it as a karaoke machine because this like 80s rock, that's kind of like her her pocket. She really likes that stuff. And then there's a lot of music awesome. that I like a lot that I've been... Because sh- I am just a huge fan of just showing all, everything that I like to other people. It's my favorite thing in the world. So, and, and music is very important to me. So a lot of music that I've shown her over the years just happens to also be on Rock Band. So she's like seeing these children of Nova and Between the Buried and Me and stuff like that on this game. And she's just like, holy shit, how is this here? And I'm like, I know. it's It's really fun. It's really good stuff. And so, now, like, are the songs? I don't mean to interrupt you, Nave, but are the songs like between the buried to me and some of the like the lesser known bands? Or were those like DLC packs? Uh, yes. Or downloaded content? Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, there. I know that they have a lot of like expanded content that they included. So that's really awesome. Yeah. So I I just recently bought her the uh, the entire American Idiot album from Green Day, and we played it oh, okay. in a row, oh. like in one sitting online, and it was super fun. I was playing on guitar. That's intense. I was really drunk, so I was butchering the whole thing. But I think it was fine. I think she was just <laughs> happy that 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 this that rock band is just such a fun and like a uh, cooperative experience. Like it's just there's no game quite like Rock Band. And uh, I love experiencing yeah. that with people. Like, there's a reason why every every month I have like two or three rock band parties, and it's not even my choice. Like, people just come over and they're like, "Here's the whiskey, here's the vodka. We're playing rock band until 4 a.m." And oh, I'm just shit. like, "I'm That's sorry, stupid. my my neighbors." <laughs> 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 Philip, will you, uh, <laughs> me and Will are going to come down there, and you you got to come down too, and we're all going to show up at Nave's house one day and play rock band together. Four player, I mean, that'd be fun. I got the drum set. Pretty out of practice. Will's though. got the You had the drum set. When, when does that happen? <laughs> it is great, though. It's good stuff. And other than that, um, right before we started uh, recording, I played a little bit of this game that I bought yes or last week called Cozy Grove. Hipster trash. <laughs> and uh, it is hipster trash. It's pretty cute. It's kind of like uh, a really laid back, don't starve kind of thing. You're a spirit scout. And you're put on an island, and you got to get your merit badges. And you communicate with ghosts. Everyone's a giant, cuddly bear, like from the show We Bear Bears. It, everyone oh, looks like bear that. Bears. 
Yeah, it's it's very cute. Philip, you might actually like this game. Because so, <laughs> oh, all of those it. cartoons <laughs> that you're like, why don't you like this, Nave? And I'm like, I kind of actually do like it a little bit. But um, yeah. these uh, these games are very comforting. They're just like, you're just sitting around. There's like lighthearted music playing. And you're just wandering around collecting resources to give to your uh, NPC friends and stuff like that. I haven't played too much of it, so I'm not sure what's going on yet. But um there's like some subtext that the spirit scout that was there before you died. So it's like, <laughs> oh shit, well, I mean, you are communicating with spe- ghosts. So everyone technically died oh. that you're talking to, but um, you're like trying to figure out what happened to her. But uh, you get to make like a little little anime character, uh, and you just wander around picking up sticks. It's kind of cute. Is the tone of the game like serious or is it more lighthearted? It's incredibly lighthearted. I don't know if it's gonna okay. take a quick turn, but uh, it is. It's not like um. Uh, what is that game? Uh, Echo Generation. Where yeah. Echo Generation, it's yeah. very lighthearted for like an hour, and then you are immediately like, "There's like a serial killer kidnapping children. There's like aliens trying to kill people. What's going on oh, right now?" Shit. Like, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a great game. Is that still on Game Pass? No, it just left to make room for the it next game. It just left. Okay. Okay. Got it. Sadly. Nice. Pretty good spread. Yeah. How about you, Philip? Oh, thank you for asking. Uh, I've been playing the same yeah. trash I always play, like EDF and Final Fantasy Thirteen. Oh, more hipster trash. What the hipster fuck? trash? Okay. What? Dude, EDF is hipster trash, Philip. Oh, I want to play as lightning. I bet you got like a figure of lightning in the background, don't you, Philip? Don't lie. Show us. Show us. <laughs> oh, let's see what I got. Oh, look at that. Uh, oh, oh my those. God. Oh, that's actually more amazing than I could have possibly imagined. He's got Goku. Is that Thresh? Master Chief. He's got the Pops. Yeah, a Thresh. My that's boy. incredible. It's Thresh from League of Legends. From League of Legends, is, that, v- the lantern? is that Vegeta in Super Saiyan yeah, God Red? Red? The, like one of the best ones that yeah, only yeah. appeared in Broly. That's the true. <laughs> God. It only appeared in the fifth, yeah. 5,000th yeah. frame of Dragon Ball Z Super episode 36. <laughs> yeah. He skipped straight to blue, surprisingly, in the anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, it was really that. weird. Yeah. Uh, anyways, back to games. Vegeta's a fucking thug. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've been playing Amnesia Dark Descent, which that kind of goes into my backlog buster because it's October spooky month. So I've just been playing all the spookiest yeah. games I can play, such as Call of Cthulhu, which I cannot recommend. If you guys are playing that, <laughs> just stop. <laughs> oh, it's not worth the time. Right. Stop, stop playing yeah. it. Okay. I, I know that uh, I know that Phil from uh, the Deleted Saves just recently did a show about Call of Cthulhu. Are, didn't are you? Sure. I think um, this is this is like a seventy percent certainty that he is either working on it or has done an episode on it. But so so that's a no. That's a it's no interesting play because from, it is uh, like a choose your own adventure Cthulhu game with. Oh, it's so strange because like it is an, a full on adventure detective sim at the same time. It's so funny because at one point in the game you just decide to pull out your gun and oh. start capping people. Right. And <laughs> like, yeah. I finished game, axing, yeah. asking. I said axing. Oh shit. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> that's what it is like i'm not no more investigation i know who's the bad guy now and you pull out your gun <laughs> and you just <laughs> what yeah. you just you just start, yeah, blasting? You start blasting and the best part is is there, it's not a shooter so it's literally just like it's almost like a tv remote like if you can hit the tv with the tv remote just like changing the channel you can hit with this gun you just look in the direction of enemies right. and like duck hunt light gun you pull the trigger and it just automatically oh. blows their head oh, off no, dude. And it's like, oh, i'm a monster i know everyone's probably played the walking dead season one there's this amazing like part where you have to shoot a bunch of zombies and you're going up a clock tower or like going up like a 
like a, a bell tower in a university and like you just you could just mash the a button and it just it's such a it's a glitch that's still there to this day you just mash the a button and it's just like bang, 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 and you got a pump action shotgun and you just oh move my it. god it's so funny i love it so much it's what that reminded me of but it was so that's awesome uh, I, and I thought I had infinite ammo too for a long time because you have like 40 shots and I'm like this detective showed up ready to party <laughs> and after I like you run out of ammo at one point though but not till you kill like everyone that you can possibly kill in encounter except for like two dudes at the end then I just walk past them to the door and I'm like god this game sucks in the end I summoned like, is there any reloading like, in that game where you can just shoot all 40 of your bullets just like oh wow that revolver has a lot of shots in it I, yeah there's so no fun. it never reloads and you have you have a clip head, like semi-automatic pistol, though. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, that and then I played Little Nightmares. First one Wait, have like you guys one. played this one? Oh yeah, first one. First one. one. I, Outstanding. It's um, it's on my backlog. I really do. It want is to so play good. Though. I just, it's only like it's, it's less than three game. hours long, probably. It's so good. Oh really? Okay, so it's not a big no, investment. Uh, it is like okay. I, I keep talking about scorn, but I think that might be my horror is not like the surprise spooky horror, but like the unnerving, unsettling yeah. type horror. The weird atmospheric cerebral yeah, like horror. Like the fantasy horror more than, uh, I don't know, like it's the reason I like Silent Hill more than I like Resident Evil or something. I'm not even sure I like to phrase this exactly. Like atmosphere than slashers or Anyways. just like kind of, you know, something popping out at you. Gotcha. Uh, so I definitely recommend Little Nightmares. It's a great game. Uh, then Oblivion. I went back to play Oblivion finally. It's on Game Pass with Quick Resume. And I'm like, finally, I can go back and play it. I softlocked myself. Good. And my last save point oh, was, shit. you know, three <laughs> hours in the past. Oh, and so and I'm just oh, like, no. I'm, I'm like, I'm going to call this one complete. I'm just going to clean it off the backlog because it was going to be a revisit. I beat it so many times before. But I am now stuck in specifically, I don't know if anyone remembers, there's a Mage's Guild yeah. where, quest, where you go into somebody's dream. And inside his dream... There are puzzles and shit like that. And one of the puzzles is like you have to like dodge spikes that get shot out of the walls, just like Indiana Jones arrow traps. Well, anyways, I have like max one level 100 speed athletics, all this stuff, because I am just a fast boy and I have all my gear enchanted to make me even yep. faster. The auto saves are so slow that it auto saved with me in the spike trap. So by the time it reloads me, because I died in the spike trap because I didn't see it coming because I was going so fast, it reloads my auto save. I'm already in the oh. spike trap dying. Good. And it is classic. Not that's like not Halo good. 3 in that that one level that's infamous the first time you fight the scarab and you're driving the around the, the you're one. driving around okay. like a uh, a mongoose and sometimes you'll get hit by yeah. a leg and you'll fly off the ledge but since you're not taking damage it auto saves in yep. the air and you just yeah, keep you just falling off the edge over yeah, and over again. <laughs> yeah. That's never really happened well, to me yeah, before. It's probably happened to me like six enough. or seven times. <laughs> but I've, I've probably beaten that game like Jesus. 500 times, so it's probably... Oh, Mine was fair. on Savo Highway whenever the, you fight the two wraiths on the hill. Like, I feel like I always had a problem with the wraiths firing their shot. You yeah. get a checkpoint just as you come over the cliff, and then the shot hits you and then reloads the checkpoint right as the wraith bolt's about to hit you. And I just get infinitely stuck in that one. That one's happened to me. There's someone outside my apartment who's like driving in the grass in between the apartment buildings with a they're trying to get close to a door so they could deliver a couch or something in a truck and Molly is pissed. Safe. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have noticed <laughs> that regulation. She's not happy about it. Which uh that bumps me up to eleven and a half percent through my backlog. I'll make it one day. No, you won't. Are you gonna have like a, a party or so for milestones? So when you get You're... like twenty five percent, fifty percent 
I don't know because I can backslide pretty quick. Like, cause I hit 9% like, I don't know. I felt like five episodes in a row yeah. where I'm like, I just keep getting games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they keep adding it. So here's my question in terms of your methodology. Yeah. Cause first of all, I want to give you a huge shout out and a compliment oh, to how incredible your spreadsheet skills are because they are just, I mean, the, I'm looking at the formulas that you're using and I mean, like clearly like so you, you have, you have gone through and you have uh, some hands on with Google sheets. So, so kudos to you, but like, do you add your games when you buy them or when some people gift them to you or do you only add them like say like they i want to play this at some point so you add it to uh, the list. i have uh, like kind of like two separate lists i have like my want to play list where those games just you know want to play eventually but then i do have my own games where the second i own the second i get a free zero dollar game from epic store i try to throw it straight on the okay. list like right when i okay. get that receipt there you go that's fair Nice. Uh, that covers my backlog, Bustin. I'll make it one day. Nave, what what crappy games did you buy this week? Well, there's a sale going on with a lot of uh, remasters, and I think in the spirit of me being a hypocrite about screaming about the Last of Us remake for the third time, and then being excited for Resident Evil 4 remake because it looks really good, <laughs> and I kind of actually want it. I decided to buy a bunch of remakes, which uh, Voodoo Vince. I've never Voodoo even heard of this Vince. Scale, yes. <laughs> I've never heard of this game. Like what is this? Yeah, it's game. just an old little like platforming goofy game. You're playing as a living voodoo doll. It's awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. I definitely like a... recognize like the character. So I've seen him in GameStop before. Like I've seen this box. Oh yeah, I've absolutely right seen this character. But I was like, okay, Neat. that's what I was. Doing. How do you know I was about to? I'm I was in your like, head. I'm, I'm in your head. <laughs> I'm going for Blinks. I want Blinks. He's more edgy. Blinks. <laughs> yeah. Is he? Yeah, look at them. Is he really? Look at them next yeah, to each other. Voodoo Vince is a lot more. Uh, I was gonna say cartoony, but they're both cartoony. I don't know how to explain it. You just got to. You're just gonna have to look it up on. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, it's just that weird. He's doing like the half smile, almost like the Sonic smile. On Blink, he's doing the head tilt like just... he's in Slipknot. <laughs> he's gonna oh, do the God. head tilt by the to the camera. <laughs> anyway, I bought a Street Fighter 30th anniversary. Um, I don't like Street Fighter. I don't like Tekken. So I've been trying to get into these fighting games. That I've been a Mortal Kombat boy, and I've been very uh, adamant about Mortal Kombat being the the definitive fighting game. So I'm going around trying to play these uh, different fighting games. I've really, really given it my all. I'm Tekken. It's it is just not my style. But I'm playing the bear. And so I'm yeah. playing Kuma. Bears the best. Let's go. I Let's might as go. well go all out. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Game. Uh, I'm almost. Yeah. I'm thinking about King. Seriously. King is pretty is cool. But then I learned King is just a guy with a mask on. But then I'm like, how is he making these lion growls? Or how is he making these tiger growls? Like, I was devastated when I watched the anime and realized that King was not an actual <laughs> man with a like a <laughs> leopard head on his face. Like I was, I was so upset that that was reality. I was like, and what? there's bears What's going and kangaroos and shit fighting. <laughs> it's like, why couldn't he have a yes. fucking Whatever. perfection but uh street fighter yeah i haven't played anything yet but uh i think it's just a bunch of the games put together i i do vaguely remember playing street fighter 2 like quite a bit but i did i wasn't like the one that was like let's play street fighter i was always like let's play mario <laughs> can we play mario and they're like no i gotta beat your ass into the yeah. ground a couple of times <laughs> it's like great it's probably why i don't like it <laughs> this will be fun but uh i also bought the aladdin yeah. king aladdin lion king uh like little Combo. combo pack yeah and uh i specifically remember this lion king game as a kid and um it's infamous yeah it, it's uh it's got a pretty banging soundtrack too so maybe a listening together episode i don't Ooh. know but um yep. 
Are those the Genesis Pretty versions awesome. or the NES Hello. versions? I I must have played the NES version because okay, on my Genesis, I I had like Sonic and I had something else and I was just like this isn't Mario. And so I just hate I didn't play video games for that period of time yeah. when I had a Genesis. I just stopped playing. Yeah, oh, I have another game. I forgot. It's Kursk. Oh. The submarine game? Yeah. What? Uh, I'm glad you know something about it because I don't. It was like a dollar. No, I Googled it. Oh, you Googled it. Correct. <laughs> cool. yep, it's just, yeah. uh, indie, just indie nonsense. It looks like it's just an atmospheric game where you wander around. It's a submarine. I, oh, I also Googled Kursk Russian. and I got Kursk submarine disaster. <laughs> I got a literal submarine. A literal submarine. Perfect. Well, maybe it's a retelling of, you remember when we talked to the Apollo guy and we, we talked about the Apollo yeah. game? Maybe this, is tell, this, maybe this will educate me on the submarine yeah. disaster that I never but knew a, about until you guys just informed nuclear me. Nuclear-powered submarine disaster that killed all 118 Ooh. people on board. Okay, that's dark. Well, all right, have fun with that game. <laughs> well, like, have fun with that game. Is that? That is, I that thought is the scary. disaster that was that scary. someone forgot the captain's birthday party. So I was hoping that was uh, something like that. Nave, were you alluding to like n- earlier though, not knowing about one of the Apollo missions blowing up on the launch pad? I, yeah, I have no idea. I didn't know an Apollo mission blew up. Oh. The Apollo game itself is about oh. like they went up into space and something went wrong and they had to use like duct tape and shit to fix a air box. I was like, yeah, it's a, they made it's a, they made a movie about it. It's uh, Tom Hanks, Apollo oh, 13. They had to do they had to use slide uh, they had to use like slide rule like mathematics in order to like chart it like shit like went super bad and they were stuck on the moon and they had to figure out how to get back to earth and so they had to literally just do calculus on a pen and paper in order to like chart the trajectory from the moon to earth um and not like consume all the fuel so they wouldn't die uh, it was actually oh, kind it of sounds cool. just like the new buzz lightyear movie did you see that one? No, I did Did they literally calculus? just like rip off from Apollo? Yeah, you heard it here. Okay. Buzz Lightyear. Perfect. Perfect. Buzz Lightyear is an allegory for Apollo thirteen. <laughs> you heard it here first. That's it. Yeah. I mean, like the Buzz Lightyear movie was actually okay, pretty yeah. good. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> was it good? Wait, who who voiced Buzz Lightyear? I don't know. Here? I don't keep track of that stuff. Damn it, Chris Damn Evans, it, Philip, in the new one. Get on it. Give me a second. And then we can narrow it down. I'm Hanks. I expect you to know all things at all times. I mean, I was just surprised the movie wasn't terrible. Oh wow, it was Troy Baker. Mm. Yeah. No. Was it Troy Baker? Oh, I do remember it being Troy Baker because he was actually uh push pushing stuff out on I follow him on Instagram and I saw him pushing stuff on Instagram about it. Is it Troy? I I don't know. I got a monster (laughs) energy drink in my hand. I'm not looking nothing up. (laughs) Well, Nave, uh, one thing you did look up is the new Call of Duty's out. Call of Duty... Uh, Modern Warfare 2. New one. Yeah. Not to okay, be confused yeah. with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 also. So they've really yeah. got themselves in a fucking corner with these naming schemes, <laughs> and I'm upset. Nave, talk about your... You, the whole, you were the one that wanted to talk about what? this. Talk about what? Was, what are I we talking about? The, the, the reviews? Oh, because Philip didn't put reviews for this game. So I brought up that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 has a bunch of funny reviews on the Xbox, and I don't understand what's going on. If you go on the Xbox store right now, <laughs> all, of the top rec- all of the top reviews are just math formulas. Speaking of talking about calculus and whatever, <laughs> like if you go in there, the top review is like the Pythagorean theorem. And then it's just the Pythagorean theorem. And then the next one is like, this is the, this is the, uh, the how to find the radius of a, squ- of a square cubed. And then there's another th- formula, and it's just all of them. I don't know what the hell's going on in there. Yeah. 
What's the joke? Why are they doing this? They're ruining the sanctity of the review system. And that's the thing. You can you can Google it, but you're not going to find anything. So it's like this is either like a a a, a dedicated effort, like a like some kind of uh, Reddit thing, like a flash mob, yeah, flash, flash mob, mob, whatever thing to review bomb it. But they're not yeah. one star reviews. That's the thing. They're all five star reviews. So they're like making the review higher. Oh, <laughs> and they're just I don't know. I don't. Oh, I don't get it. Activision is back at it again, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. They're paying people oh, no. over in Singapore to put in math formulas for five-star reviews. But it's, it's funny great. because once you go for, far enough down, there's like people making reviews about the reviews in the begin at the top, and it's like people are like, "Hey, thanks, you guys helped me ace my math test." And I'm just like, "What's going on <laughs> in this fucking review section?" It's like a whole community that I'm completely oblivious of. This re- this Xbox mm. review community, and I wish I knew more. You should find it like a Discord group and like I hope enter a it. Group. Enter it as like a as like a like a journalist, like an investigative journalist, and be like, "So, guys, what what games next? What are we gonna get into?" Like uh, how whatever uh, what is it a uh, Hassan Karaman when they found him and <laughs> they started ta- asking him questions about whatever <laughs> fucking game. You remember that shit that was going on months ago? I have no idea what, what? you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you are. No, lost. everyone knows. I just don't know what the fuck. Everyone thought there was. Si- everything. <laughs> everyone thought Hassan Karaman was Hideo Kojima making a Silent Hill game again, and because they were making a PlayStation exclusive. Oh fuck! How do I not remember any of it? It's like abandoned. I think it's called abandoned. <laughs> oh yeah, there was this whole controversy, and they made this stupid game, and it's like people thought it was going to be the next silent hill but it yeah, wasn't thought- or they thought yeah it was like kojima and yeah that's who you're like, talking about and, and like the and the company actually played into it on social media they were like who knows <laughs> big joke and then like people got really mad about it so they had to be like we're not affiliated with kojima productions at all etc yeah et cetera, they came right? out and they were like and our like game starts game. with s and ends with l and everyone was like what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. And I think they they were like, it's supposed to be Blue survival. Studios, it's not Silent Hills. Not... Would you say Blue Box? Yeah, Blue Box. Which I don't even know what they made. RIP. Them. Apparently, there was some kind of there was some kind of thing that PlayStation came out with, and there was going to be like a trailer that you could go into the PlayStation UI or like and, and play it inside of the PlayStation UI app, but it wasn't connected to the store. There was some weird shit that they were doing with like the PlayStation at that, and this was like I think still PS4 era too, and yeah. it was just very very strange and confusing as to why they did that. I I, I do understand. What you're I don't even about know now. why I brought it up. Good reference, well, Dave. By the way, I was wrong. It wasn't Troy Baker who voiced Buzz Lightyear in the new movie. It was Chris Evans, the other hot blonde guy. Okay. Good to know. The more you know. Is Chris, well, Chris Evans is our- <laughs> American, <laughs> American captain, right? That's who that is? <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's correct. Him. Yep. Great. <laughs> the American, American this is good. This is good. This is good material we're doing right now. Our fucking tight five. <laughs> well, if you would like to hear more tight fives from us, why don't you guys subscribe to our Patreon, where you can get early access to listening together, our sideshow, where we talk about video game OSTs that kind of shaped us as a uh, pro Mountain Dew butt chugging gamers. So far, we've covered hits such as Final Fantasy VIII, StarCraft, and another game. Oh, Pokemon! That was it. Was is, is the StarCraft one out? No. Yeah, I had no idea that you were doing the StarCraft. I really enjoyed the Final Fantasy VIII episode, though. You guys have an OSD? Like, what about Will? My you got an OSD you really oh, like? Oh, God. I mean, there's plenty of great video game music, but I'm trying to think of like a straight up, I don't know, Halo. Halo always kind of comes back to it. 
like Halo always. I mean, we are. I was gonna say like we already did yeah. Halo Reach together, and I would be like, oh, if we hadn't yeah, done that together, I would say like let's do the Halo Reach soundtrack because it's so damn good. But I would say like I would love to do like Persona Five with you guys if we mm. have the opportunity. Persona That'd Five nice. just came out. True. Yeah, just I'm a little sad out. that I'm a little sad that neither of you were like Proteus has a pretty good soundtrack. This was way more of like, <laughs> well, you know, Proteus actually was pretty <laughs> good. We'll talk about the surprisingly good, even. Yeah. Uh, so go and subscribe. I think our lowest tier is like a dollar, and you become a official co-op partner and not a non-official co-op partner. I guess I don't know. What, what do we usually call oh, yeah. the? Oh, cowards! Yeah. That's it. <laughs> they are cowards. Oh, nice. They are cowards for not subscribing for sure. Which quick reveal of our newest patron, Nick. <laughs> yeah let's go it's me it was thank you for your support like, yeah of course it was me Dio, the whole time and hopple <laughs> michael superbacker and pinecone couldn't do without you boys he's wearing a joke <laughs> shirt right yeah god nave made a stupid meme with uh oh what was it it was in chivalry what's, what's funny is nick was in yeah. that match with me when that happened when i was playing the archer and getting aggravated uh Oh, I, really? I made an Instagram post with the uh, the yes uh, roundabout catapulted, yeah, right? yeah, and yeah, roundabout. it's funny because Phil, I was like, go watch that video, Philip, and he as soon as the bum, Philip was like, yeah. oh no, he's gonna get catapulted. <laughs> like he already knew what was gonna happen. <laughs> see in the distance, and then right when it's like, like right before the base kicks in, you just see a catapult rock coming to me, <laughs> and it's like, oh no, <laughs> you could see it. It's like, oh my, I just can't believe it hit, it hit me directly. Just out of like all of the chances for it to be able to hit you, I just it's it's mind blowing. Also, I was like, it it boggled my mind that you literally could jump on one of the catapults and catapult your own oh, body yeah. like across the map so you could get behind enemy lines i love it i love doing game is so stupid in the best way (laughs) so great all right well patreon over nave what's in the twitter i even put our twitter thing in the notes you did what is this first one (coughs) do we have more than one that's we have no well okay see nave yeah we have three this week oh oh my god that's intense. I usually don't look until right Nave. this moment when Philip is like, hey, on the spot, what's on the Twitter? And you should have known by now because <laughs> episode 76. What were you saying, Nick? Well, I was just saying that uh, Nave uh, is is doing a really, really good job this week. He is on the ball. He's getting us the information we need. We actually got the dock early. I mean, <laughs> dude, you might as well sit him down, put a suit and tie on him. I mean, the dude's doing professional administrative work over here. If we get enough patrons, I would love for Nave to quit being a mailman so he'd stop bragging about it and then just work Hell for yeah. gaming together full time because I'm <laughs> still go. under contract for another like gaming six years. Together, LLC. Perfect. Perfection. Oh, Philip made a post on the Twitter too. I was sitting here reading it. Like, was I hung over and I made a post and I just forgot about it? But Philip himself tweeted something. And so oh, no. that was a good And one. then at the end, Philip has a little dash Philip. He always signs his, his tweets because he speaks very differently than me, but I never know. He think I think I'm going crazy when I Phillip, see them. You have access to to the gaming together Twitter? I yeah. thought that was exclu- Nave's exclusive territory. So now I never know yeah. whether yeah. it's, it's like I, know I always sign it because I do not want to be linked to Nave's <laughs> trash that he piddles. <laughs> okay. You just see okay, the shit fair. I retweet on Twitter sometimes. Just sometimes something gets caught in my feed, and I just like, oh, why? <laughs> this has got to be everyone's it's everyone's eyes now. Yeah, it's kind of like our Instagram. <laughs> I mostly have the Instagram stuff on, and then every once in a while, I'm like, did I like this? Did I post this? I'm like, oh no, <laughs> Nick was in here just fiddling around with things. Oh, 
Oh, whoa, 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 hold on now. He don't you. put the blame on me. I don't know what he's you do on that liking photos. I'm like, who William? is this? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Listen to this guy. Come on now. You should see. I've me- completely messed up our Instagram's algorithm because literally every single reel is just dog related now. <laughs> like, they are all because I'm always well, watching every, dog shit. Every single reel Every single reel on our side is just like that big women true. with abs and like huge like biceps that could exactly. crush my skull <laughs> in between their forearm width. Like and I'm Abby just like, okay, this is great. This is great. Nobody look at our for you page, please. Thank you. It's fucking great. Um, so we have three write-ins from. Uh, the, we'll do the first one from Jay Camper. He says, "I don't." Is he replying to yours or mine, Philip? You didn't put it in there. He says. Oh, that's the that's Jono. That's Jono from Elder the uh, Elder. from the from the boys. Yeah, Elder Scrolls. Jono. Yeah. Oh, oh, Jono. it is. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. Oh, yeah, I didn't. I, it's so. It, it, I just. I don't have a personal Twitter, so when people have personal Twitters, I get confused. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It says uh, so. This is Jono from the last episode from Chivalry. He said, "I played through the first couple stages of Proteus, our game. I don't know if we've mentioned that. Uh, just a frag fest. Uh, sometimes you just got a frag." No story, no dialogue, just killing aliens. I feel like he put the word frag in there so many times, he was really hoping that I would just screw up. <laughs> and say <laughs> yes. something and else. Say something it, it was, it was a test, and you name. passed. You passed, Nave. So Tales, it was a close uh, one. Dave from Tales of the Backlog writes in, and he says, I have played Proteus, but I love the retro... I haven't played Proteus, but I love the retro-inspired indie scene these days. They often capture what I like about these old games while modernizing them, so I'll actually have fun. I love Shovel Knight, The Messenger, Dusk, Death Trash, etc. Do you guys know those games? I don't know what Death Trash is. Yeah, actually, I know about Shovel Knight, but I've never played it. Death Trash sounds like a very amusing game, and now I have to look this up. William, you should absolutely play The Messenger. It's very okay. funny if you like Ninja Gaiden. Oh, I love Ninja Gaiden. Um, yeah, I got to check that out. It, you'll love this then. It's like old school. That's the problem. Yeah. I, I'm terrible at Ninja Gaiden, oh. but uh, there's this part at the beginning where you can get in the shop, and at the very far left, there's a cabinet, and you, when you click on it, the storekeeper's like, hey, don't touch that. And then when you click on it again, he says something different. And if you keep clicking on it, he's like, hey, man, if you keep clicking on that thing, I'm going to tell you a really long story, and you're going to be stuck here. And then you click on it again, and he's like, I'm telling you, I'm going <laughs> to disable the ability to skip my text, so you're going to have to sit here while I'm talking. And then you click on it, and he's like, I'm going to make my text go really slow. And then you get stuck in a trap. You get trapped in like a thirty-minute story. It's really God. funny. Oh my god! <laughs> about how he got What was I talking about? Oh, uh, Dusk is really cool. Uh, Dusk is like a first-person shooter. Civi uh, Eleven. He made a YouTube video about it. It's very cool. Which is at the time of recording, just yesterday, Civi Eleven just made a video on fear, and I was telling that, telling Philip about it because Philip absolutely loves oh, fear, as he should. Did you? I've never played this uh, Fear. Have you yeah, played it? Well? Oh, you gotta God. play Fear, Nick. Nick Fear is great. Oh damn it! I just I. You now you know how I feel. I sit here and I talk to this man. He's like, I haven't played RE4. I haven't played this. I haven't played that. I'm like, sir, please. You're killing me inside. No, I was freaking... busy playing good games. Wow. Damn it, dude. Fear. <laughs> burn, burn, <laughs> I fucking saw. <laughs> You're challenging Fear right now. No, I didn't play it until like this year. I went back and replayed it. Really? Just because I never finished it because I was a little poopy baby when I played it. And I was too scared. <laughs> and when I realized it's no, not it's a horror game, yeah. it is definitely it's a shooter. It's just a balls to the walls John Woo action Straight flick, up. and it just happens to have the girl from The Grudge in it. Well, like it's, it's so yeah, great. I was scared of The Grudge at the That's time. Dope. It's That's so really good. awesome. And you go Is it into a, slow motion. Original PS2 game? Sorry, 360 Nate. and PS3. 360 gen. Yeah. 
Yeah. But like you go into you can go into like slow mo and you this shotgun is one of the most fucking powerful shotguns in all of Indeed. gaming. It's unsa it's insane. Like you you go into slow mo, you hit someone with a ragdoll and they just fly away. Or like if you hit them and all the pellets hit, they just turn into a giant mist cloud of red. And you're just like just <laughs> blasting people away. <laughs> uh, awesome. uh but you absolutely, you guys. You I beg of you. you. After you're done, whenever you're eating dinner, you got to sit down and watch Civi Eleven's fear review. And it doesn't matter because he spoils the story. But who cares about the fucking story in that game? Because the, the gameplay is what it's all mm -hmm. about. Also, the story is really fucked up. But um, yes, Philip knows. Phil's like, yeah, it is. <laughs> but um, I'm pretty sure I spoiled it in in our previous episode. Did, were we talking about fear? Yes, last week. No, it, it was like 20 episodes ago. Yeah, yeah it almost in a another fucking loop-de-loop -loop. uh some what is something one of you guys said just said, it reminded me of a play along podcast oh it was uh resident evil 4 i saw a tweet that said none of them have played resident evil 4 oh. yeah i i think jared hasn't like i i've talked to jared about some games because we were we were trying to figure out what to do with um going like meeting up to do his interstitial uh, title and then we yeah yeah you have the get wrecked podcast and uh there are a couple of really big ones out there that jared hadn't played i don't, I don't know about kai and ben though um but no i mean that's still that's great that's the beautiful thing about being grown men who haven't played classic titles from back in the day is that like i don't look at it as necessarily a bad thing because now i have more of a lived experience to go back and play these games that were really really good at the time and appreciate them or be like oh that's not as good as today but i still had fun that sort of thing so yeah it's great it's i love showing people stuff too so it's like it, it a lot of people are afraid whenever you're like oh no i don't know uh i don't know gears of war i'm gonna get made fun of and yes i'm gonna make fun of you i'm gonna make every i like i take every opportunity to make oh, fun yeah. of you but i also i'm gonna relish the ability to go let's go play gears of war and experience this together because shall we take my hand child and then i take yeah. you through the amazing trilogy well, I mean, actually, the whole, all of the games are good, right? Let's not go crazy. Yeah, the quintopoly at this point. <laughs> leave judgment off, and you're good to go. <laughs> judgment. I like judgment. Ah! Judgment is very Dave, different. Though. No. Judgment is clearly made by someone yes. else when yes. you play it. You're like this. Someone. This is someone else's interpretation of, which I think is fine because it's like I play Halo Wars and I'm like, this is a cool interpretation of what Halo is in the different format. Like it feels more like a because it was Platinum Games that made Judgment, right? No, uh, I believe it was Roll Seven. Roll seven. Why did I think it was mm -hmm. Platinum? Oh, I'm thinking of Metal Gear Revengeance. Yeah, that have made a Gears <laughs> game though. That would have been game. crazy. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool too. I don't know who Revengeance is or whatever you just said. It's <laughs> not what you said. Roll seven. Like, excuse me. It was people can fly. Sorry, that makes more sense. People can fly. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the so like the bold story. Yeah. 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 What are we talking about? Go listen to Play Along uh, podcast. Oh, in fact, you guys are playing Danganronpa. They did a whole fucking series on Danganronpa. Look at that. No I'm way, amazing. they did? Yeah, they did. Oh, shit. I'm going to have to go back and, and listen to that. And they spoil it, though. So yeah, it's, okay. Each, okay. Okay. Each episode is one trial. So it's yeah, like yeah. every time you get done with a trial, you got another podcast to listen to. Look at that. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna take us on a hard left here really quick. But right, is there something that I should know about like leading up and collecting like the clues and the bits of information? Even though I already know who the guy is, do I have to collect certain information while I'm going through the story in order to accuse the correct person? Yeah, the game will not let you just start the trial until you have all of the truth bullets. Oh, okay, cool. So it's not going to like start it if I don't have some of them and then I'm yeah. not informed. Because yeah, I, I can imagine that there are probably some later trials that happen where it's like very ambiguous in terms of like who the killer could actually be. And so I, that's like one of my biggest fears that I'm just clicking through this game sometimes because like you said, Nave, they 
go way too long in explaining what these you know kids personal inner dialogue is as they're going through yeah. each sex moment. and sometimes it's really interesting sometimes it's like 2d girls are way better than 3d girls <laughs> and then you move on oh and God. i'm just like okay all right so you gotta understand to know. them on a personal level yeah but uh the, the, i what i tell people when they're playing dongarampa is that 33 percent of the game is actually figuring out what happened and who did it and the other 66 is convincing the other people who it is and why they you should vote for them and stuff like hmm. that because i mean technically speaking if you put yourself in any anyone's shoes in that game you need to 100 percent know who did it other because the alternative is you all get executed so yep you you yep. don't want that ambiguity you have to absolutely pinpoint somebody when that happens you might that might get tiring but this is a game that you could play over like months like you don't have to like uh knock this out in one sitting I don't think it's possible to knock Dongan Romp out. In one yeah, sitting. it's a. I, I looked it up online, and they said that for like a main storyline playthrough, because there are, I think maybe potentially optional sections that you could go through in the game. But they said an average playthrough was like forty four hours. I was oh, like, wow. oh my shit. god! Literally <laughs> every every game after that adds fifty percent onto that. Like you oh just it just go longer and longer, and so perfect. That's great. Anyway, all right. Next tweet. Oh yeah, that's what we're doing. We're <laughs> that's doing what, what we're, we're doing. doing. That's what we're doing. What have you been doing? Uh, that's what I'm doing. I'm talking about uh, fucking Buzz Lightyear. Uh, a random gamers, <laughs> a rendered gamers corner podcast. That's Alejandro. He says, "I love that a retro resurgence is happening, but for the life of me, I haven't played a retro game in a while. Unless Final Fantasy IX counts as one, since I'm playing that now. Of course, nine it does. Counts. Nine that's counts, so- right?" I, there's yeah, people are saying the 360 gen is retro it's ps1 no, baby get fucked it's not goddamn it retro, retro. they have <laughs> modern right. physics i played halo 3 on the 360 okay it's not retro you know what i say i say if if you can put a cd into a console and it immediately starts playing you don't have to download shit i think that's yeah, retro erroneous on all accounts you're getting old. Okay, we're not old go. guys we're not old go. yet okay stop doing this <laughs> God, I saw this tweet that was like, I just, I just discovered uh, Azura's Wrath, and this old gym is amazing. I'm like, old gym, old gym, old gym. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this fucking 15 year old kid on Twitter who shouldn't even be on Twitter right now. There needs to be Will, a 21 yeah. year age gap. Well, if you were playing that game, right? Playing Did you? Beat no, it? I haven't beaten it yet, but I've already beaten okay. it. Like, okay. when I was a boy, I'm just playing it now as a man with no time. I'm well, just a young lad. <laughs> When he was a young boy, his father was that before or after you got the the stuff from Platinum? That was before, because now I have Revengeance to okay. also beat. I'm gonna be playing that all. What the next did you week. get from Platinum? Do you remember that the with, with a with a bayonetta uh, lottery that you did? Oh, that was a shirt. Yeah, that was like years ago though. That was like way 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 years. It's a shirt. Okay. And it's you just a bayonetta. Shirt. Yeah, there was a it was a That's Sega. Cool. They had back in the day when people actually cared about blogs. There was a Sega blog. And Bayonetta 1 had just come out. So they were like, hey, you can beat Bayonetta on the super hardest mode, which is called Infinite Climax, because it's Bayonetta. So they were like, it's Infinite Climax. And you <laughs> oh, beat it on this and you get a, a screen at the very end with a bunch of the different angels and characters. And it says, congratulations. If you take a picture of that and then you email it to blah, blah, blah at sega.biz, then they'll send you a shirt if you're like the first 500 people or so to beat it. So I did that and I was like, cool. You never hear back from them, so it is what it is. But then, like two weeks later in the mail, I got a bayonetta shirt. So it's cool. It's pretty cool. One of those cool internet situations that never happened again. If you listen to this show, like if you listen to every episode, you probably are yelling at your radio. I agree. William has indeed told that story. I've heard heard it before. Yeah, (laughs) he's totally here. I feel bad. 
Uh, for some reason, stories I, out there now. I don't know what I thought that game was, but I thought it was Halo. I thought it might have been like Halo or something. But now you're saying as soon as you said you beat it on Infinite you're Climax, like, wait I a minute, making the joke. It, of course, it's Infinite <laughs> Climax, and then you're like, <laughs> we all laughed. <laughs> Yeah. Is this just the original episode that yes. we're doing over and exactly. over again? We're in hell. Congratulations. <laughs> what it feels like sometimes. <laughs> I think that's it. All right. Um, excellent. Let's take a break. Excellent. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Do you guys need a break? I'm just getting a small glass of water, but um, I'm good. And we're back. Every time it's the same show. Just God. Games. I know. I know. We, I always talk about how I aggravate Philip because every time he's near something that explodes in a video game, I blow it up. But like Philip does the same <laughs> shit to me because if does there's he? a door that he can close in front of me before I'm walked through it. He was he's always going to close that door in front of me and make oh, me. I just, oh, you gotta, you gotta. I just did that for like 30 minutes straight to william and proteus we just just completely went off in different directions the entire time that we were playing together i love it and also you know since the bodies the different player characters have collision so i'm sitting there shooting a grenade or a rocket and he's like cool i'm gonna walk in front of you now awesome great (laughs) all right whatever we're back so the game of the week proteus from bounding box software who's known for proteus and it was published by Humble Games, who did Tim Tim unpacking in Moonscars. Let's go. I really want to play Tim Tim at some point. I That's too. Like, it looks I think really the whole cool. game is co-op. Yeah. Is that the is, is that the but I think game? it's PC. No, it's a Pokemon. It's it's Pokemon, but not Pokemon. With guns? Is that what that is? No. God, there's no, another there's no Pokemon guns. game it's just where Pokemon. the Pokemon have guns. Okay. I'm just gonna Pokemon is gonna have big guns soon. What is the uh what is the game I'm thinking of with the Pikmin that just released on Game Pass? It's something like Tim Tim. You know what you're talking about. Starts with a T, I, I think. Know. Doesn't matter. Okay. Anyways, Proteus was released back in September 23rd, 2022. So it's a recent hit. It's still in. Yeah. Uh, it's still in alpha beta. What is it called? It's says Unreleased game preview. Alpha. Yeah, yeah, I feel it's like it's preview early preview, access. Yeah, right? Also, Nave, it's yeah. Tinykin. That's what you were thinking. Tinykin about. Tim Tim. There we go. Yeah, thank I God someone's helping. Too. I I was I was thinking that too because Tinykin is on Game Pass and I downloaded it with no intention of ever playing it. Yeah, <laughs> as, as everyone does. <laughs> Game Pass has ruined us. <laughs> All right, so from the Steam Store, Proteus is a first-person shooter of old, reimagined using modern rendering techniques and technology. Experience the quality you'd expect from a modern AAA game designed with retro aesthetics and gameplay that invoke the tech-imposed limits of older hardware. Get ready to paint the walls red. This boomer, this is the boomer shooter you have been waiting for. Correct. Steam Store. Fucking awesome. And they use that boomer is shooter? exactly what this game is. They say that? They said boomer shooter in it. their, their little text. I love it too. See, I can't tell if people have actually used Boomer Shooter as a true slur or folks have just kind of pre-adopted <laughs> it before it became one. But I'm like, that's just the perfect title. I love, you know, these so you know, good. current Doom and then now this as well, just being under Boomer Shooter. Because I'm like, I don't need to have fast twitch, no scope, you know, reflexes like playing Call of Duty. I just aim a big gun and press the trigger and that's it. And they were yeah. right about painting the walls red. You are going to paint walls in this game. So have you guys played a lot of like Doom and Quake and all them, Duke Nukem? Yep, played a lot of that, played Wolfenstein's, so yeah, a lot of those kind of old school. A lot of, a lot of Doom, around. a lot of Quake. I actually haven't gotten to play Duke Nukem, and then I included Wolfenstein in this category. I, I, I didn't know if yeah, that's a correct assumption to make that you can call Wolfenstein a boomer shooter or... Yes, indeed. Okay. I would. Okay. 
I just didn't put it in the list because we don't like. I don't really like the old Wolfenstein. Why don't you like Wolfenstein? Because oh, Doom and Quake and and this game exists. Are, are Duke Nukem is so much better. Are better. Like, like Quake it might be my favorite boomer shooter at this point. Just like old Quake. When we played it for the pod, I fell in love with that game. Yeah, it was surprising. The, the Wolfenstein Youngblood game. That was the very first episode I listened to you guys. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. And you, <laughs> you played that, that, that was the most negative episode I think we've ever had, probably. Yeah. yeah, or maybe Far Cry Six. It was enjoyable. You didn't like Far Cry Six. At least it had Guapo in it. That was like the the shining light in the 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 dim sea of mediocre gaming that it was. And it had <laughs> and it had uh, what's Chorizo? Chorizo, right? Yeah, Chorizo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah Chorizo. We didn't use Chorizo though because Chorizo I don't think attacked anything. Guapo was God, Guapo was always down the ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, before we hit our review, uh, let's see how long we actually played this game. About nine hours across the board, mm-hmm. uh, at least for me, Nave, and Will. That's about where we hit to complete the campaign with some side shenanigans. Uh, Nick, how long did it take you to, you know, prepare for this review? Um, so in prepping for it, I mean, I definitely put in about four and a half, maybe eight, four to four to five hours total uh, in playing this game for sure. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. And that's all it took to finish the game? <laughs> yeah, that's all it took. I mean, you know, what can I say? I'm a really fucking good gamer, guys. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to tell you. It's, it sucks. I don't know what sucks. to tell you guys. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> Which I think this highlights what your experience was exactly like, because this is a classic shooter, like, you know, Doom and them, and they are kind of hard, especially the older yeah. ones. What difficulty did you guys end up playing on? Because when me and Nave were playing, we were playing on medium and we we're like, this is poo poo doo doo baby mode. <laughs> when we switched it up to very hard, which is right below insanely hard, which is the highest difficulty. Yep. So I initially started playing on hard when I was doing like the first couple of missions solo just to get the feel of it overall. I was like, oh, okay, this, this is very straightforward, but I'm not anywhere near dying. I'm running out yeah. of more bullets than I am health. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So when me and Nick actually started playing together, we went ahead and cranked it up to very hard as well. And that's when we started dying. So yep. that was a lot. Yeah, that's the, yeah. That's the one. I actually, yeah, that's the sweet spot. Yeah, I had a really good time playing on very hard with William. I, I didn't have any issues. I was literally playing solo on medium and just breezing through the maps like unchallenged, unchecked to just maybe just dodging a little bit here when the when the dog demons would come after you. But other than that, it was, it was very lighthearted. And then uh, definitely the very hard mode started kicking in and started mattering um, when you got to the levels where there's lava or acid on the floor. And yeah. that definitely tripped us up a little oh, bit. Oh, God, that hurts so something. bad. <laughs> like, yeah. you get but, hit by that and you're like, that's oh, lava. Yep. <laughs> yep. But yeah, definitely had a, had a really good time on very hard. It's not punishing. That's like one of the things that I love about the way that we, you know, we just had an episode about difficulty sliders. The thing that I love about this game is that you can make it as easy or as hard on yourself as you want, but even if you do die, like the the nexus points and the spawn points are very, very forgiven, particularly yeah. if you are player. playing co-op, because you can either choose to spawn on a nexus point or the character, which is, I think, really, really fun and intuitive, because your, your person can say, nope, I'm fucked up, don't spawn on me, uh, or you can do that if they're like way, way far ahead of you. Philip used that at one point because he found he's the only one that had the green card key. And I'm just like, it's right here. And I'm trying to describe it. And he's just like, I'm just going to kill myself and spawn on you, dude. <laughs> and yep. Like, yeah. 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 That's exactly sense. what you need to do. So you guys played it mostly just like two player co op, right? Yes. You yeah, played it like, it's like the back, back half of it on two player co op. We mm-hmm. got the most of it in mm-hmm. there. 
Yeah, uh, we ended up playing uh, mostly two-player co-op with a little bit of third-player mixed in oh, okay. when we could. And who joined you guys? This game gets randos. You know, uh, just some random. Oh, we, yeah, like we, we would always just wait in the lobby till someone would join. Okay. Not bad. And this game is definitely designed for co-op, or at least it is so much funner when you're playing in co-op. Because I played yeah. a little bit by myself, just trying to get those sweet, sweet ores to unlock yes. new guns. And I got bored, yeah. honestly. Like, yeah. I wish I had a partner. So much so that I was looking for random games to join. And I'm on baby leave. So sadly, I had Thursday afternoon, or not, at like you know, 1 p.m., there is not a lot of people hosting lobbies of Proteus, <laughs> as it turns out. Damn, you hate to see it. Yeah. I just want to highlight this game has the quake mentality of it looks like there's going to be multiple official campaigns released for it and we just complete completed the first one yeah. which i don't remember uh, what it was called it's called like nexus of evil or something yeah i, I yeah is it, is it is something about king, kingdom right or that's, that's kingdom something yeah but had a, had a yeah. good time with it that's interesting i didn't know that they had a roadmap so it's it's cool to see that they're actually going to continue providing uh, service like that especially for the kind of game it is because i could easily see the developers coming in and being like oh one and done this was a really cool project sony microsoft like hit our dms they're open i don't know yeah i don't know if that's what like, i can't wait for do. proteus 2 <laughs> everyone knows microsoft needs another first person shooter uh developer correct of course right so it has like the single campaign, which we played through. I'm sure we'll talk about that more. But did you guys get to experience any of the custom maps? No, I did not. And I would love to hear about some of the custom maps y'all came across. because yeah. They look cool. Okay. I definitely wanted to highlight these like right at the top of the show, even though like they're farther down the notes. But Nave, you definitely like came out swinging with these because I was like, oh, I can't find any good maps. And you're like, I got one for you. Yeah. And you busted out Peach's Castle, mm-hmm. which is... Super Mario 64 Peach's Castle just recreated fully and recreated in the in the engine and it is incredible what it like they you were able to open the doors go in all the different rooms and basically you had to just collect the keys and eventually make it all the way down the in the basement to Bowser's level I think and then we completed it and it was so good like it's amazing like it's crazy to think like the forge mode in this game is so much better than you know the forge mode halo like that doesn't exist at yeah, this point that doesn't or it's, it's not available yeah. at this point but i'm like man if they had something like this in halo it'd be incredible if you make custom halo campaigns or levels or anything like that sick especially with how the forge system looks like it is right now that's i'm dreaming of the future yeah is it pretty similar to the uh, 2018 doom create a mode where you can like make levels and i had people make like full-on kind of campaigns like little mini levels for that so is that pretty similar to it if either of you played that i think it probably i I haven't haven't used the tools but just playing some of these custom levels i can imagine that the tools are a lot more complex and uh Mm -hmm. uh, i think you can probably do a lot more with them in proteus than you could do in doom 20 because in doom i think it was doom 2016 with that or was it 16 yeah you're right uh, so Mm -hmm. every level that you made it looked like it was in doom you know but some of these levels like that peach's castle no way i would have guessed that that was proteus except i know what all proteus's guns look like so i'd have been like what the fuck is going on right now but uh another really cool one philip found a multiplayer map made by the same guy Funt case which is uh i'm pretty sure is an edm artist like out of somewhere in europe i'm almost positive that's who that is and um (laughs) uh and he's in because there are certain levels in the campaign where all the patreon or all the uh, kickstarters are there and then there okay. are there's another one with a bunch of portraits of people's faces and i saw his face from like the beginning and i'm like 
is that font case? And I ran over there and it was. This is before I even knew that he made levels for this fucking game. So I think that's really funny. Because that's that a blast really cool. from the past. That's literally me playing Modern Warfare 2, the original, as a kid in high school. I was listening to that fucking guy. And so, and now I'm fucking talking about him here. It's funny. But uh, yeah, so he made a, uh, a I was going to say one-for-one one recreation of Dust 2 from Counter-Strike Go, CSGO. But um, it's, it's not one-for-one. One. One. Everything's yeah. huge. <laughs> but <laughs> that's a problem with it. But it is really funny because Philip was, has, doesn't play Counter-Strike, but he vaguely remembers this level. And Meanwhile, I'm playing as CT, the counter-terrorist, and I'm just like, where are you at, Philip? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I'm over here. And he'll shoot. And I'm like, hmm, that shot kind of sounded like it came from uh, Upper Tons. And I'll run over there. And I'm like, I just know all of these call-outs and stuff. It's funny. Which, that custom map, even though it was just like a a death match that I put in, whenever you drop in it, they had a bomb that you could plant and win the game with. Oh. Like, it, they were able to somehow set that up in, in the game. Like a, I don't know, like an assault game type. I don't remember what the actual game type from uh, Counter-Strike is called. Is it, is it Plant the Bomb? I don't think it has a name. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah, it probably is just a meme game, yeah. And same with being able to disarm it. If somebody were to plant it, you can just yeah, you can disarm it. the use key or hold the use key and just disarm it. No, man, yeah. it's cool. Which in the verses there is no um oh what's it called with with controllers that lets you not miss aim assist, aim assist? oh yeah oh yeah. So there's just a lot of whiffing. we are just <laughs> shooting wide the whole time like man aim assist where are you I wish you were here that's yeah. the thing when we went from that dust two we went to Super Mario's castle after that or Peach's castle and the aim assist was back and I'm just like oh thank God because <laughs> if I could shoot again. <laughs> So multiplayer rockets are your friend because I'm just like praying for splash damage. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Which I, I don't know that or the, um, I know, I know somebody put in the plasma sniper in the, the guns notes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you referring to the one that locks on? No, the, I really like that one, but I'm talking about the, the red one where oh, the sniper. Yeah, yeah, dude, I love that. I love it. Cause it's like a, it's, it's a chain lightning gun whenever it's it meant for like close quarter combat with people, but you can also ADS. And if you're holding down the right trigger while you ADS, it automatically sends a sniper shot and just blows the fuck out of whatever demon you're aiming at. I love that. I love that little mechanic. I, it, I think it's my small favorite touches. gun too. It's the small touches. It literally evaporates people. It's so good. Yeah. It's just like the shotgun in fear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's Peach's Castle. Uh, the other one I found when I was just like searching for games one that repeatedly popped up was Truck Surfer games. And there was Truck Surfer 1, Truck Surfer 2. And I even I found one, Truck Surfer Origins, <laughs> which is apparently a remake of Truck Surfer 1 with less bugs or something like that. Is this like and Snow this, Runner, but in Pro, the Proteus engine? I don't know what Snow Runner is. What's it's that? more like Cluster <laughs> Truck. I don't know yeah, if you guys like that. It's like Cluster Truck. That's okay. awesome. Got it. So you're jumping across trucks while also fighting the, the demons and it is brutal because the road is like running underneath you super fast you fall off you instantly die <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's, it's like a platforming challenge combined with a basic you know proteus shooting challenge got i it, guess got it. and it was just ridiculous because we were like this is just like the matrix where they're on the highway <laughs> <laughs> and then right at the end the, this a semi comes and collides with your truck and i cannot just like fucking believe that i came out with that without even knowing that's what you guys were talking about didn't didn't go into this game or anything amazing yeah i recommend truck surfer origins if you're looking for custom games to play in pro yeah games. will and, and I, there's sorry what's up yeah will and i popped on a map earlier today and like we were trying to play the campaign together and i haven't even gone i hadn't even gone to the multiplayer menu yet and so i was like oh yeah just like multiplayer co-op 
I was like, let's do it. And then it pulls in and I see like all of these like random maps and it was like, uh, did you change it to campaign? I was like, I didn't even know you could do that. I just thought it automatically took you to the campaign. But it's yeah. really cool that they have like a scope outside of that in order to like get more community engagement. I think it's neat. You hear that? Three, four, three. That. Another community engagement, creativity, <laughs> oh <my God>. crazy, <laughs> crazy. Not, Bonnie, Bonnie's listening. Winter update though. Bonnie's not there no more. Maybe we're. Oh, did she them. leave? Yeah, a while back. Oh, did she you didn't resign hear about that? or did she get kicked out? What happened? She she left for family problems. I'm not sure how like oh, real that is, problems. but yeah, it seems like it seems like maybe she was pushed out. That's what people behind the scenes are saying, but. I mean, I probably knows. have family problems too if I can't run a AAA studio. I mean, I don't Oof, know. for that out, long, out. <laughs> as long as she was there. Oof. Yeah, and everyone was upset that what's his name didn't get a higher position, but what's his name? Uh, Joseph Staten. Joseph Staten. Yeah, he he's got a high position, but he didn't get one of those like top manager managerial positions. And people were like, "This is probably better because he needs to be on the ground." Like, yeah, sure he needs to be like a creative lead, but he doesn't need to be in the like the the weeds with the bureaucracy shit. Did you know that he wrote a book for the extended oh Halo God, game? God, where is this what? going? Sorry. Sorry. Keep There's going. a Proteus. lot of Halo books. Proteus. <laughs> yeah, the Halo book's great. <laughs> I didn't know he I'm, personally did. Yeah. It's called All right, so one more custom level that uh, might be worth mentioning is Proteus Saber, which is exactly what it sounds. It's Beat Saber and Proteus. Oh, heck yeah. And we had a random join in with us, and you just have to shoot these blocks that are flying towards you before they reach you. And we were so bad at it we failed every time because nave's like we're playing on hard difficulty because yeah. at the beginning it's like choose your difficulty look and at this Nave, sweaty hard pro and... gamer is, is it yeah, playing alongside like the music second. while you're doing it or is it just yeah i mean the music plays it just in the game like you can set the music that plays in each level or whatever okay that's and i think the farthest we made it was like eight seconds into the before we died because <laughs> you can't miss one note or you you die Ugh hard there i mean uh one thing you could point out there's a lot of recreation levels there's a lot of quake and doom levels that you can replay in the Proteus engine mm -hmm. pretty cool which yeah, yeah since we're talking about doom so much you want to talk about the enemies i don't see the enemies on yeah. here so that's kind of weird i did not put them in the list because i didn't think about them uh the enemies are pretty traditional like we have like basic zombies that just attack you have uh soldiers with shotguns which are very doom uh yes. i think what are they hell soldiers or something all remember. of the enemies are very doom. Uh, yes, yeah, they're all very doom. Uh, you have the pinkies or the bulls or the dogs or whatever they are. They're just pinky. They just run at you yep. straight in a straight line. Is there, and like try a, to you. is there like is that what they call them in Doom? Yeah, that's yeah, the, they're called pinky. Okay, that's doom, that's okay. pinky demons. Um, you have the barons of hell, which instead of barons of hell, they are like the chain gun guys. Oh, instead yeah. of throwing like explosive fireballs, they just have a chain gun that they just unleash on you. Yeah, Aren't that. bullets just little explosive fireballs? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> what do they call behemoths? Beholders? The big eyeball? Uh, yeah, yeah. Beholders, for sure. That's what I called them when I first saw them pop up on the screen. I was like, oh, it's a beholder. I'm trying to think of the deem. The, the doom. A cacodemon. Cacodemon. And they even have a bigger, scarier version. Called, uh, I don't know what they're called in this game, but they're just like the... Uh, uh, what are they called in, the, in Doom? I, I remembered the name, but I can't remember it now. I remember the name in the game. Anyways, there's the bigger ones that spawn the small uh, souls. That's That exists in this game as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, little small screaming skulls that run at you. I hate those guys. Brown cacodemon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird combination of words. Yeah. Uh, pain elemental. I was never going to remember that. Pain elemental is what it's called in Doom. From Doom 2, I think. 
So there's those guys. There's the actual like demons. It was like vampires with like wings and horns and stuff. Mm-hmm. You guys remember those? Yeah. And those things are brutal because they're yeah, like one hit kills. Oh, oh yeah. They look like um. You know what they look like? They remind me of. They remind me of the the monster. Kingdom Hearts monster. Yeah. They that also and then they it's the uh, the Cloverfield monster. They remind me a little bit of that, right? Do you get any of that? Haven't seen it. Oh shit. The one with Superman. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, correct. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm just gonna go with that. But no, no. It's it's legitimately very scary. Or the whenever you get into counters with those, I really like them. Uh, interesting note that I just realized as I was playing with R- William earlier today is the fact that like, okay, do you guys know like what Proteus is? Like, is there any meaning to the? Do, do you get any like? There is little actually. drops. Okay, there cool. is lore. Because I, I, I admittedly I did not get that far, but I started noticing that like whenever you see on screen like a Proteus Nexus has been like discovered or something, and then the blue guys start spawning on your screen. Uh, they they actually fight the normal demons, so they don't like each other. Yeah, I was like, so oh, cool. okay, that's interesting. I like that. There's a little bit of variety that's mixed up in there because usually, like, it is a thoughtless, just running gun, paint the walls red type situation. Traverse the map, get to the other end of it, get all the kills, get all the secrets and stuff. But it is interesting to see like little little bits and pieces like that dropped in close to the end of the game which is a callback you, to quake you really get into some What's battle that? royales against like the three sides oh, yeah. it is so fun it really reminds yeah. there's so much halo dna in this game as well like i yeah. me and philip brought that up a lot in a lot of levels where mm-hmm. it feels like we're on the gondola or it feels like there's the in the library in halo ce the very first time you fight the flood there's like blue blood everywhere there's a level specifically because when you fight those blue dudes they bleed blue and it yep. gets all over the walls. It looks just like Jackal and Grunt Blood. It looks like it. And so when you're in that area, whenever you, uh, when all the enemies are dead and there's blue blood everywhere, it looks just like you're in that level where you first discover the flood in the first Halo. It's fucking awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Quick introduction for our other enemy types. They, those are the Proteans, I think, is what they call them. Exactly. And the the they almost seem like angel energy aliens or something like that. Uh, they're the counter side to our demons. That you're tradition mostly fighting, and they just pop out of the ground. Like and there is a lot of lore that I did not understand because you guys noticed the points where the, you would get scanned by technology, and it would be like a vessel approaches like organic or say some blood detected. Yeah, they would like yeah check to see if you had flesh or not. Which is like, interesting. I don't know. If yeah, the first time, the what? first time it does say something about flesh, and then you die, and then the, you come back, and your character face has like that scary face now. Like it, I think your yeah, like character died at the very beginning of the game and became this vessel because it's always saying now from then on it's always saying it's a vessel that was scanned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. I want to say a lot of quake methodology in it too because a lot of the lore is just long text dumps at the very beginning before you start the level, combined with just random logs that you found around. Yeah, like did you guys ever read those logs? Yeah, there were a couple of logs in like specifically secret areas. So you'd go there, you'd find some ore, and you'd have to kind of look and make sure. But I saw something that looked like a chest, and when I opened it up, it was a bunch of text. I was like, oh, this is how you get the lore. You have to read through. Yeah, these. this is where the story yeah. is. But a lot of the story is just kind of in the... I want to say like the narrative flow of you traveling around because you have a Super Mario World map oh, yes, that they coined yeah, instantly. I love that. Yeah, and before yeah. you get into the levels, they give you like a little blurb as far as like what the level is. Like, this is the fuel depot where stuff goes back and forth and gets refined. And I was like, okay, cool. Time to shoot things. Yeah. <laughs> but a, a lot of levels feature, um, it, like it shows how you get into the level. It's not like you just like pop in at the door or something like that. Usually it's like, 
you rode the train over. Yep. Or if you did ride an elevator, you start out in that same elevator in the next level. You never have like weird jumps where it's like, oh yeah, they traveled off screen or something like that. Besides okay. maybe like the teleporting section. Yeah. Uh, there was a couple levels that I really wanted to highlight. Do you guys remember the sand level of like the Protean area where like you had to like lower the sand in the temple? Yeah, that was in the back. As you progressed right? on? Yeah. That was insane. It was like a water temple, but good. It's like you need to lower the water level in the temple good. to progress. <laughs> and it's like every time you lowered it down, it would like reveal a new section where new enemies would spawn. So it's like you were retreading the same ground, but the room would get bigger because you were in like a giant, I think like diamond pyramid or something like yeah. that. So you just get more surface area every time you went lower and lower. And that's a super common thing about the levels too, which is kind of nice is that because they're so maze-like and for the most part, some of them you get gated behind things, but you can kind of go back and forth from the beginning to the end, depending on uh, you know how far you've moved through it. So you can go back later and say, oh, I have a double jump now. I can reach this item that I saw previously. Or, oh, I got yeah. to the very end of the level. Here's the exit. Let me check my auto map. Oh, I'm missing a secret. Let me run back through the whole level to make sure I didn't lose it. So I do like the fact that it's all connected that way. That auto map is insane. Auto by map the way. is awesome. I love. It's really map. cool. I saw somebody had like I don't know if it was a review or someone was just talking about it, but they said the auto map, which is way too good to be in this game. <laughs> Not that the game is bad, but it's just that the auto map was like way too impressive. Like the map itself is pretty good, and then the auto map just makes it amazing, which I agree with. It almost looks like um, I think they have the same kind of map system in the new Doom, or something very in similar. Eternal. When I first saw it, it made me think of Metroid Prime. Yes, yeah, yeah, it looks like that too. Metroid, yeah. Because you get like a 3D rendering of the whole level. You zoom and you're able to zoom around and look at it. Awesome. Stuff. It shows you even like item drops and ammo drops and different weapons that are on the floor. It's so cool. Yep, shows you where enemies are, shows you your allies, shows you it gives you all the information that you could possibly all the nexus want. points. And it's not convoluted it. at all. It's very like it, everything's very simplified, but it is very uh intuitive. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh did you guys have any levels that stood out for you whenever you're playing through the main campaign? I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but the one where you end, it's right before you get on the train for the first time. I did yeah. like a killing the minigun enemy that you mentioned earlier and then getting his minigun. And as they do with all of these weapons, when you first get them, they're like, here's a new gun. Here's a good chance to kind of show it off and see what it's like. Absolutely. So for the minigun, they just put you into a tube, which is the train, yeah. and you open a door and there's like 10 enemies, 20 enemies in front of you. And it's like, hey, hold left trigger to spin the barrel. So you just walk forward and slaughter enemies and you're just shooting all the little zombie guys and watching the rooms, like you said before, painting red. You yeah. just turn each car into like a bucket of blood. It was awesome. Yeah. Which this blood is gratuitous. It covers the walls. It it's gets on lot. the ceiling. It drips from the ceiling while you're in there. It like it is Amazing. a lot of blood. It splashes on the screen. I love that. It gets all Did over your guns. Um, all over the guns too, which is great. Yeah. Did you like obliterate bodies even after they're gone? You can keep shooting them or yes. in my case, punching, punching the ones that are yeah, on the just ground. They just pop. <laughs> awesome not to belabor the point but i really enjoyed i think the level might have been called evacuation but it was the one will where we were playing and there are snipers that are standing behind a force field and if you go out into the area they'll snipe you i had a really good time i just thought you it like was that really, map? i really thought it was like very well laid out and i enjoyed finally be able to knock down the shields and just yeah just in the, yeah. like one shot them across the map it was really fun like i think the concept was cool yeah, it's like whenever you get into the level, it's like, what's your objective? And then you see the snipers like, that's your objective. Go get those yep. guys. Yeah. And then you do that the whole fucking time. 
And then they do a really good job just in general of putting you in situations. Whenever you get into arena, you're like, oh boy, like you already know what's about to happen. You press that button, they're going to come in and you're just like, oh, it's just going to be a fucking gratuitous fest of me circling this map and just completely eviscerating every single enemy in there. And Nave said it earlier, but the soundtrack knows the right time to hit. And it just, it has a great, it, it has a really, really good cadence overall to it as you're playing through it. Something that I did want to ask you, Nave, is that obviously this has come out very, very close to Metal Hellsinger. Would yeah. you compare the two at all mechanically, like in a favorable light? Like, what do you, what do you think is better? Because I know you a thousand percented it in like seven minutes, right? Yeah, it was it was a fun time for me, Metal Hellsinger. I would probably say that that game leans a lot more onto the rhythm side than it does as a shooter, because it definitely is a shooter, but um, you literally can't play unless you are perfectly on the rhythm. Meanwhile, Proteus is more like Doom Eternal, where the soundtrack is very dynamic, and it is uh, very aggressive about uh, how often it transitions between the different sections of each song. Um, okay. Uh, the levels are so much shorter as well, but it's yeah. like it's uh it's a lot more of a of a giant gore fest like you were saying than uh metal hail singer which is more about getting a high score yeah that's interesting because so so would you say that metal hail singer's levels were pretty long in general uh they the metal hail singer levels were definitely because you can beat a lot of produce levels in maybe about three to five minutes that's probably oh, about half of the yeah. levels and uh none of this because each each level itself is just essentially a music video for the song that they've created and you so <laughs> yeah. every every set piece in that level is its own section of the song while moving from set piece to set piece is just small transitionary music uh and that happens in produce as well but you do hear the same uh set piece multiple times as you're playing the game yeah. you will hear the same riffs a couple of times while you're playing through one uh singular multiple different encounters that never happens in uh metal hellsinger and that's because the way the game is designed it kind of just pushes you like a toothpaste tube out to the other side like you can't go backwards and fight more oh, people interesting okay <laughs> got it so do y'all do a lot of exploring then in proteus oh yes three, oh, a lot three, of three to five minutes exploring like three to five minutes is super fast for a level i'm sitting here rubbing my forehead against walls trying to find every <laughs> little secret so i was like every time i finished a level it was like 25 minutes i'm like okay that sounds about right <laughs> yeah we gotta get those oars we gotta get the yeah. oars we did play that there are trials for each weapon whoops i just turned my headset down i got scared um yeah. there are trials for each weapon and uh we did play those like 12 times each until like for the first half of them and then we started skipping them because we we're like okay we get it. it they're just trials for weapons mm -hmm. but we were trying right. to like uh, fucking max it out like we were like oh competitive itch we've got to do it it's gotta happen <laughs> trying to get do it. oars out of them yeah which uh highlight dear listener at home the oars are the currency in the game pretty much for getting upgrades mm -hmm. like you can get upgrades such as like the jump boots uh the dash the ammo bandolier the super shotgun the plasma link rifle thing i don't know what it's called yeah plasma rifle there was another plasma rifle though yeah there's two because there was like we actually there, never there plasma rifle. The first one we didn't we didn't unlock the second one because we never got off of money we didn't even get enough okay. for the bandolier honestly but we ended up oh, playing because you can get them in the uh in the uh custom levels and we ended up playing with that plasma link rifle in the custom levels it's really cool because the plasma rifle shoots balls it's very similar to doom eternal's plasma rifle it just shoots little balls it's of energy and um but this gun it shoots them and they're all connected and they have electricity connecting them and as you're you can literally spray like you're playing power wash simulator and it will like create oh. a giant wave of like death that will fling at people 
and uh it's really cool and you can there's a uh, every weapon does stuff when you hit the left trigger like um the chaos rifle becomes a sniper rifle the, and that's how you shoot your left gun when you have the assault rifles and in this weapon it it's kind of like dead space where you can make the weapon go horizontal and then it shoots like that. Like it shoots a bunch in a horizontal oh, fashion rather than cool. being able to spray them. Yeah. It's really cool. Nate, uh, did you have a level that you wanted to highlight before we get away from like these campaign levels? I want to say that uh, I don't have a specific level to highlight, but I would like to talk about the aesthetic of all of the levels. Um, almost the entirety of the game. I was going, uh, I was seeing the influences from quake doom, uh, not a lot from Wolfenstein, but like halo and stuff like that. Even a little bit from, it felt like I was playing, uh, 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 kill zone sometimes. Life. Half-Life as well. Yeah, there was a lot of amazing influence, and there's such variety in the levels that once you start getting bored of the green, uh, gross gas levels, you are suddenly with this black muck that hurts you even worse. It's like, and all of the enemies kind of, there's the uh, enemy that runs at you and explodes, the boomer kind of enemy yeah. and um and which is amazing the first time you see him it's like really light green and it paints the walls in this neon color and you're like i shouldn't touch that you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. yeah guys are on the ground yeah um but almost every uh, almost every kind of biome has its own little thing to show off um whenever you first start the game one of the first things i noticed that really struck out to me was the rain on the ground like how amazing the reflection of the rain on the ground was and i'm just like staring at it like this is beautiful. Like the way that the game presents itself, you, it's it plays a trick on you in your brain because it feels like you're playing an old game, and then some crazy shit starts happening, and you're like, "How is this possible?" Oh wait, it's 2022. You know what I mean? <laughs> of course, this is possible. Yeah. But um. Yeah. There are multiple points like that. There's one level where Philip was feeding his baby, and I was just kind of solo in it, and uh, it's the That's level. That's crazy. I didn't know you could do that in the game. That's awesome. Yeah, it's very immersive. <laughs> the uh, there's a level where like you're in a giant like spaceship that's crashed and it's like broken into pieces, and there's a giant crater in the center of the, in the of the level, and like things are constantly happening, like things are falling, exploding, like the sand levels changing. This is the same biome as that pyramid, and like there's uh, it, there's a bunch of infighting, which um as you as you guys have said, like it's very quake, but this happens in Doom as well. The demons will fight each other in Doom. Like if you get cat if you trick a cacodemon into shooting a, de uh, a a regular hell soldier the hell soldier will turn around and start fighting the cacodemon like that's stuff that actually happens and I, there's a lot awesome. of that happening in this game uh it towards the last half of the game and that's some of the most immersive and like uh, humorous situations that you can find yourself in where you end up getting people to kill each other there are achievements for it for getting your uh for getting people to kill each other and stuff like that it's mm -hmm. great you know, another level I wanted to. Oh, what you got? Oh, I'm sorry, Philip. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, okay, I'll take this one. Another <laughs> level I wanted to highlight is there's a point where you fight in a space station, or at, not like a space station. You fight in a space port, and you get to a space pod that launches you up to a satellite that has apparently oh, an God, ice yeah. beam super weapon on it, awesome. and you need to destroy the satellite. But before you destroy it, it fires off the laser freezing the ground underneath you you ride in another pod back down to the planet where everything you replay the same level the first level that you played in the very beginning the first level Dude. but everything is frozen now and there's now ice monsters and it was crazy because i didn't recognize it at first until nave was like philip look over there that's where the explosive barrel was the first time i blew you up in this game <laughs> and i'm like fantastic that's pretty it's pretty uh interesting that they bothered to bring us back here mm -hmm. It's just like it's not like it doesn't feel like rehash. Yeah, it's it's like replaying back to the same area, but 
it's a it's a whole new context with the ice here now. Yeah. Yeah, you get some Metroidvania feels out of it for sure. You know, it's something that I thought that was really, really interesting was the fact that they you can switch back and forth in the game option menus between sprites and using actual models for what? the figures in one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw the option, never used it. Um, I switched back and forth just to take a look at in between and see what like the difference would be be between each when you go to the models like it doesn't like upscale everything to like 4k it doesn't look like you're playing a halo but it looks really good for what it is um but it still you know has a lot of those same you know blocky kind of hard edge jagged textures that you would get whenever you're in sprite mode but i will say that the sprite art that they have for the demons for the player characters for the guns individually just goes really really well with again what you were saying Nate, with the entire aesthetic of the world not only that but i love the fact that this game obviously we've we've talked about it earlier at the top of the show you know being a, a retro regrade like you know or the retro however you would call it going back into like that boomer shooter era with that 16-pit aesthetic style, I just really think that it's it's cool that they have they sprinkle in these modern pieces of gameplay mechanics and like modern graphics, especially when it comes to the actual like like when the 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 4K textures that they put on the lightning that arcs from the guns oh, or yes. the balls that go across the map and the fact that those are like full resolution. It just it, they blend that seamlessly and it seems like it would be an easy thing to do, but I have a sneaking suspicion that it was probably quite difficult. So, you know, shout out to uh, Bounding Box for being able to pull that off, especially this being their debut title. So that'd be really cool to see if they come out with anything else or maybe if they get like tagged to like, what if for in, in a crazy instance, id Software was like, hey, yo, can you just do Doom Eternal in this aesthetic? I don't know. Yeah, kind of like how people are doing that HD 2D stuff with the uh, JRPGs right now. The the yeah. uh, Octopath Traveler style. People are like, why don't we just do this with a lot of these games that look not so great anymore? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, one of those little like, I guess like aesthetic smoothing that I really enjoyed. Nate pointed this one out. Is there is only like twelve frames on each reload animation. Where it just like it was like like chunk 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 when like with the super shotgun and it's not that it's losing frames or anything like that but it just like snaps in each animation pose so fast that it just feels like the old Doom animations where they needed to limit how like how many images were in each cycle because it was a smaller game mm-hmm. they had small or smaller hardware back then they needed to keep the game on i mean you can run doom on your ti calculators <laughs> so i saw a video where someone was running doom in microsoft notepad yep and i was like it. how that does that awesome. work but you're watching it like there it is it's like changing all of the letters like all the time so that it looks like that's images intense. visual yeah that's very cool insane but the, have I you love ever that seen somebody shotgun. play doom on a ti-83 yeah I've never well, seen a real. I'm gonna have to look I've that seen up it on a YouTube, YouTube video. Yeah, it's like the new thing on YouTube is seeing if something can run Doom. People run Doom on like their Samsung fridges. <laughs> just do on any. Can it run Doom? There's a, is how it always comes yeah, back. Yeah. There's a really good uh, YouTube channel called Stop Skeletons from Fighting that I watch, and he does. It's there's a there's a sub series he does called Punching Weight where he it's unnecessary ports and stuff like that. He loves talking about Doom and stuff. Like he's done he does, he's done videos where like you take the the uh, the mouse from the Nintendo 64 and seeing if you can play Goldeneye with two mice and stuff like that. <laughs> like he's awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. 
<laughs> Did y'all tweak around with the options anymore? I know we were talking a little bit there as far as the sprites versus 3D models. The other options like uh, turning on auto sprint all the time. Yeah. And then um, changing up. around your player care, like your player's colors. So like, you know, you start off and you're just gray, <laughs> white, and black or what have you. And it's like, oh, I'm going to make myself look like Christmas threw up on me. Or I'm going to look like, uh, you know, like purple and orange and green. He like, called me a clown when I changed my colors because he kept you teal and pink. demons. Why would you make yourself look teal and pink? Because it's hot, dude. <laughs> and I've also been playing diva. So I mean, what do you want from me? I was like royal purple. <laughs> it's very funny. Oh, really? You can't okay. see yourself until you. Re- I reload the super shotgun. I just see purple see knuckles. Philip made <laughs> yeah. himself. Re- we didn't know until a rando joined our game, and that's when we learned we could change our colors. And he was different colors. Yeah, I think yeah. he was like white. But Philip changes his color red, and the, when you change your primary color, his secondary and uh, t- tertiary colors were black. Mm-hmm. Whoa! I just pulled out the word tertiary. I don't even know where, how I know that na- word. Impressive. But nice um, uh, so he was only red in like the torso area, but it made his ass red. But everything around it was black, so it looked like Perfection. he had a baboon's ass. You know what I mean? Yes. And that's what yes. I was staring at all game for eight hours was Philip's baboon ass. <laughs> Well, like the default character, he looks pretty generic. He looks like a crisis character, yeah. actually, like just gray. Like and so once you do like start customizing your characters, the game does get a little bit funner. Just seeing like, like I see names purple because like we would be playing with a random a lot of times. And I would just see being able to tell them apart faster than reading their gamer tag. I just see Nave fly off a cliff after he, you know, rocket launchered himself <laughs> like point blank into the random's back. And I'm like, oh, Nave, as he just falls to his <laughs> oh, death. Oh, Nave. That Nave is at it again. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Wait, so like the 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 video that you posted on Instagram was that Philip of you pushing Nave off the cliff or Nave oh, jumping no. off the cliff? He fucking olayed <laughs> me. Like I went to push him and he moved slightly to the left and I ran off the cliff. Got it. He was like, "Do we have player oh. collision?" <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna try to push me off right here." <laughs> what what else am I gonna? I'm like, Philip, stand next to this cliff. I wonder what Nave wants to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, All right, so uh, you got some more meat points? Not really. One thing I did want to circle back around to was the soundtrack for this game. Um, One thing I did want to touch on was the fact that I love the metal that they included in it. And I love how, like, they, you know, they pick the right moments to make that, you know, the actual score swell at the right time. I thought something that was really interesting, too, is how they implemented a lot of EDM into, like, the metal soundtrack, which I thought was, like, really cool. I don't even know if, like, can you call that neo-metal? You know more about the genre than I do, Nave. But, like, is it, like, second wave? There isn't a particular like horse metal. There isn't a particular whenever you start incorporating EDM into metal, usually it, it gets flipped from metal to EDM with metal in it oh, kind of thing. True. Like there's true. this uh uh I can't remember their name, but they, they do they do that. They collaborate they collaborate with metal artists and Bring Me the Horizon. EDM. Maybe? No, it's, well, Bring Me the Horizon, yeah, they do have EDM and stuff in there. It's like Polyphia as well, is a instrumental band that incorporates a lot of hip hop and metal beats into their music, but that you don't consider them like really metal more than they're like just progressive and so once you start okay. really genre okay. bending uh you kind of just got accidentally push yourself out of the metal genre into something completely different unless the metal is the forefront of like it's if it's because like doom eternal soundtrack has a lot of edm in it but it does it but you don't consider it because the forefront is the open note you like you're head banging to the drums and the guitar more than you're head banging right. to the more than you're like interacting with the uh the weird the space noises in the background yeah yeah mick gordon man he's the greatest of all time how much better would this game if, if mick gordon produced the soundtrack 
he, I, he has some kind of touch. Like, I don't know what's going... Like, I, you listen to covers of uh, Doom music, and it's there's something missing a little bit. And I think it's the yeah, fact that he uses chainsaws in his songs and stuff. Like, <laughs> samples chainsaws. Yeah, for sure. I guess final meet point yeah. three, then, I guess, if we're kind of getting closer there. Um, bosses, or just maybe those harder enemies, how'd y'all feel about as far as going through cutting a bloody swath with, like, hundred of people? And then you get to the end of a level or so, and it's like, okay, I'm going to have to shoot this guy for like three minutes. Uh, it wasn't really an issue, except for, I think, the final boss. Yeah, like the hunter. But I grand. think this, the final boss I wanted to kind of save to the end, which I'm glad you brought it up right now. It happens it to be the end. It left you off. Yeah, it was the end, where you had, uh, what was it? Oh, there was like a corrupted nexus that you had to basically like shut down or something like that. And what was interesting, these are the nexuses that you would respawn with. So in the final boss area, they actually take away your ability to respawn from the Nexus, and you can only respawn on other players. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if me and Nate were tired after trying to basically binge through this whole game, but whenever we got to this point, we could not be the final boss on Very Hard. Uh, we kept dying. I, we came back and beat it the first try the next day, so obviously I don't know what we were doing wrong. But what was really interesting about it is they left the ending like wide open. Like I even... like. I have copied the uh, the little lore dump from the end. And if I'll re- if you don't mind, I'll read it to you guys real quick. Yes, but please. Does that after you finish the campaign? Big spoilers, I guess, for the text at the end of the game. <laughs> but energy poured out from the corrupted nexus, revealing a gateway to an unknown dimension with unlimited power. The Proteus forces have invaded the mortal dimension, and their conquest for perfect order draws near as they push the armies of chaos back. The vessel has disappeared into the eye of the infinite horizon. The future is uncertain. And our player is the vessel. Proteus are the blue dudes. The chaos are the bad guys or the red guys. Mm-hmm. And they leave it open for another campaign. This is exactly what they did in Quake with the huge tech stumps. That's funny. I love it. Yeah. That's, like, that's this is what I live awesome. for. <laughs> this is what I live for. Yeah. I, I just, I, I don't necessarily get that much out of it when they do that, though. Uh, I, I wish that they would either pick one or the other this is my personal opinion i mean this is not like me judging the game at all i would rather you just like completely commit to not telling a story at all a or b telling a story strictly through environmental like you know frameworks or or just generally environmental storytelling or actually have dialogue have have voice actors go through the game and like talk to you or like or maybe a narrator i feel like this is a perfect game that would have like a narrator that would come in and say the demon entered the level or whoever you know <laughs> well i think this is a, another callback to retro games of where the story is in the game uh booklet mm-hmm. that comes with the game yeah, you know like you yeah. actually have it in game if I unless one. there's like a readme file or Dude, something i miss those days when you could do wait i i don't buy physical games anymore i think, think that's part of my problem is the fact that i just i just don't do that but yeah i don't well, know there's nothing in them anymore because i got yeah. like three physical games for my birthday and it's like there's like one slip yeah. where it's like go to konami.com to get your to register your copy of the game, and I'm like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <I'll> always, <laughs> that's the only thing on the cover. Yeah, I always remember the copy of Skyrim that I got, and me being just like mind blown when it came with a, uh, a an entire map of Tamriel. When you, oh yeah, that's awesome. Like, it's fucking cool, man. Like you just don't get that anymore unless you're out there buying the uber crazy three hundred dollar collector's editions. Shout out to God of War. <laughs> <laughs> when is that going to show up on our doorstep, William? November 9th, Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, the I think the original copies of Skyrim had like a really textured like a uh, map with it, and then they eventually switched it out to just a 
plastic or whatever not poster. plastic oh, yeah wow. like a poster oh i didn't even know that they had like oh that's that's really interesting yeah so my like friend stippled. like we were trying to redecorate my other room we were just drinking and we we're like oh let's put this here here you know how people get when they're drunk and uh yeah. they were like take that stupid skyrim thing down it sucks and i was like go feel that thing and he's like whoa <laughs> <laughs> like this thing feels good Ooh, is that embossed <laughs> that's not nice. it's like never mind that thing stays I think that's all. I think it's just a callback, and it really tickles my nostalgia bone because I played a you know a lot of NES titles, and we had the old you know boxes with the game whatever they call it the game booklets. Mm-hmm. Are they just booklets? Yeah, is, that, is that the technical term? I feel like that is. And so like I remember like whenever I wasn't playing Super Mario Two, I was flipping through the booklet and just reading about Birdo or whatever <laughs> they put in there. I I think it was John Carmack, or maybe it was. Uh joseph staten that it was one of them whenever they were talking about doom that the story isn't why you play a video game uh the story is more like a story in a porno you expect it to be there but uh it's not why you're there or something like that it wasn't that him yeah i have no idea i mean that's how the proteus story felt so that's how proteus is exactly yeah it doesn't need to be there at all Oh, are we looking it up live but on the podcast? Still, but it still makes yeah. sense that the fact that it was there and and they did it, and I feel like it was better for it because because obviously like we we need context as to like why demons are fighting each other. Why is there a giant you know uh, satellite in space right? that yeah. can fucking shoot an ice death? Yeah, I, I don't so, need the context. I'm like they're two <laughs> different colors. Of course they would shoot each other. It makes sense. Of course one, they one would blue shoot. One's each other. red. Yeah. Uh, every time I think about like useless context, I think about was it Dead or Alive Four when there's like one cabbage <laughs> in the market and like Kasumi and another one are like fighting over this cabbage. Dude, some yeah. of the like, Mortal- we need a context for the fight. I don't know if you remember Mortal Kombat Nine when they like the reboot of all of Mortal Kombat basically, and some of the fights in there were so fucking stupid. Like there's one fight where Sonya is upset and Johnny Cage runs up and he's like, "Hey," and she's like, "Stay away from me." And he's just like, "I just want your number, baby," and she's like, "I'm gonna kill you now. I'm gonna knock you <laughs> yeah. into this pit and you're gonna stab into the spikes down below." It's so fucking. It's great. I don't know. Why. Completely on brand too. I love it. But it was John Carmack when it, I was right. I was completely right about this uh in the doom bible though it wasn't in the booklet or in an interview or whatever fuck i said he says story in a game is like story in a porn movie it's expected to be there but it's not that important i kind of butchered the quote but it is john carmack so that is that was like the philosophy of these old school games and i think that this game definitely channeled that like definitely channeled that energy for sure all right do we have any more meat points i think that's it all right let's take a quick break and then we'll hit our final words do you guys need a break i'm good to go I, you wouldn't give us one even if we did. And we're back. <laughs> Proteus. A game about shooting zombies that are kind of rip off of Doom, but I mean, I'm not complaining. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this game. I played this, you know, the full nine hours and I had a great time. I tried to play it on my own. Didn't really hit. I am a co-op gamer at heart. Sadly, if a game has co-op in it, I can't play by myself. So uh, if you got a co-op friend, it's got Game Pass, pop this game in, play it. You'll have a, a fantastic time. No split screen, but I mean, who who plays split screen games anymore? Am I right? I was want to be playing couch co-op because William's over here all the time. That's how we record together. And I just I just wish I should, could sit down and play a game with him. But they don't well, want. Well, have it. you know? They don't want. It's on cloud, cloud gaming. 
So if you both had your phones, you could both just pull out your phones and start playing. Indeed. Couch co-op, baby. We could do that. We could do that, Philip. And then you could watch uh, The Last of Us TV show on HBO Max. While we're while both playing play. Proteus on Haunted, our phones. Yeah. Do we Haunted. need to get the controllers, like the little adapter that like connects the back our bones? phones to the actual like Xbox 360 controller? Do you know what I'm uh, talking about? Yeah, the backbone. Philip no, was right. The, is it a backbone but, that does it? Okay. They call them back, back. Like there's a brand that's like backbone where they just snaps on the outside of your phone. So it's like your phone becomes a switch pretty much. I have that, but I'm talking about the one that actually like connects to the Xbox controllers and it like, well, the controllers are Bluetooth, aren't they? Yeah. The controllers are Bluetooth. Yeah. You okay, can, you can just Bluetooth, you can Bluetooth your controller. It's really cool. A lot of cool. games on cloud, they'll ask you to do that. They'll be like, if you want to play this on your phone, you got to connect a controller. Uh, one thing, uh, when we did Outriders way back in the day, our friend Christian, who was on that episode, uh, he that's how he played. He'd come over to my house, and he'd sit over there on that chair over there, and uh, he'd play on his phone, like propped up on that little thing. And uh, the way that you do that, if anyone listening wants, is, is curious, is the same way that you sync your controller to the console. That's actually a Bluetooth oh. ping, a, search, a Bluetooth search ping. So yeah. as, if you make sure it doesn't accidentally connect to the console, you can open your Bluetooth settings and search and find your controller there. It'll just be Xbox controller. I constantly have to do that because I'm grabbing a controller from my living room, Xbox Series X, and bringing it in so I can like pair it to my PC. And so, yeah, this is a struggle. Yeah, Let's I have two it. Xboxes and... It annoys me. <laughs> yeah, and then you turn on the controller and it turns on the Xbox in the other room. And you're like, great, now I gotta wait for that to power off. <laughs> Do you have two Series Xs? No, I have I have an Xbox. I have an Xbox One X, and that's my rock band oh, machine. Okay. Got it. Got it. Perfect. Anyways, uh back to my review. I wish they had a better game browser for just like finding people's games mm -hmm. because you can only join when you're in the lobby. And I was like, man, this game would be so fun. I want to play a, a 16, eight V eight game in this game or like a 16 player free for all. I want to play like quake had a fantastic multiplayer that we played for a little bit. At least I was playing it all whenever I was waiting for Nave. I played too. It's fun. I would love to play this game in, you know, multiplayer, but it's just not there yet. Maybe they'll fix it in the future. The problem with Quake's multiplayer was that, like, you could clear. There was a clear divide between who was playing on PC and who wasn't. Like, there were there would be people oh, yeah. like twenty kills, and I have like eight now, and I'm like, how the mm. fuck are they killing everyone so fast? <laughs> so, recommend this game for the co the co op factor alone. Okay, appreciate that. Who wants this next one, Sir Nicholas? I'll take it. Yeah, I had a really good time with this game. Uh, very very similar to Philip's experience. Playing it solo is. It's very one note, right? Um, there are other better first person boomer shooters out there that you can go and you can play probably older ones that you can go and you probably have a little bit more fun than Proteus. Uh, it wasn't really until I paired up with William uh, and started going through the different levels side by side or, you know, we, we'd get into those arenas together and start blasting or I'd see what gun he would switch to. And so I'd switch to a rocket and then shoot him along with five other demons. It was great. I, I just generally a very, very good solid time and i think that i agree like i'm very glad that i played this co-op because i likely there's this very high probability that i would never have played it with william had it not been for the show so shout out to you guys for really evangelizing that co-op uh lifestyle i really do appreciate I'm bringing that. people together yeah you gotta, That's the goal. you gotta bring people together and i i think that this is definitely 
uh i would recommend i if people don't want to like sink a bunch of time into it or if they just want good mindless fun this is a special one for streamers specifically if you want a game where you don't have to think and you can just stare at your chat while you're running or through a level and just popping off shots on demons you can totally do that in this game and it's very easy to to get that done so great great for streaming and good for you know getting together and playing with your friends for a quick like one to two hours have a couple of laughs have some fun and then get out like you it's not i i feel no need to go in and like 100 percent this game um i'm not an achievement hunter but it, you know if that that is who you are do do what you need to do um but definitely play it have it have a good time i think the that's what's i think you're really hitting on something that makes this game very special and that is the ability the flexibility and with with the the difficulty but also your feeling of power like this game makes you feel very in control and very dangerous at all times unless you're fighting the the snow monsters that one shot you in hard, on very hard difficulty <laughs> me and philip yeah. died like 33 times in one level because we could we were stuck in a sp- infinite spawn loop of getting killed by them <laughs> i'll spawn on you i'll spawn on you <laughs> um yeah the all of the weapons in this in this game feel extremely powerful and they all feel uh they don't none of them feel worthless everything in your toolkit is important even the very starter pistol uh whenever you get the machine guns you you they use the same ammo but you never feel like you don't want your pistol anymore it's not a strict i love going back to that pistol it feels so good man it, it feels very good and it's so much more accurate than almost every weapon in your arsenal um so whenever you need to kill someone from far away you don't want to use those assault rifles because you're just going to waste a ton of ammo but it's the same thing even whenever you get your shotgun and then you upgrade to the super shotgun that super shotgun uses up so much ammo so much faster sometimes it's more efficient if you're fighting a, a giant wave of small mobs to fight with your normal shotgun and your normal shotgun secondary is an explosive meanwhile the super shotgun basically only hits like one maybe two enemies in front of you but it uses all four shots and it explodes the shit out of them so it's like not only not only is the normal shotgun left trigger an explosive you can also pinpoint people from farther away increases your accuracy with the shotgun so you can like cross map like completely destroy like a normal demon and it's pretty fun there are some there's some there's some intuitive game design inside of the the map design itself but also with the weapons where you have these enemies that are just straight rips from doom and a little bit of quake sprinkled in there but it's not like they're straight rips they are there in the same way that I say that Danganronpa's characters are tropes and that's a good thing they're there because they're there specifically so you know exactly how they're going to act and you know exactly what you should be doing whenever you walk into a room very similar to playing something like halo combat evolved when you see six grunts and one elite and you know i gotta kill that elite so that i can make all these grunts scatter you know you have to kill these cacodemons or if the if the pinkies show up you gotta kill them and like you gotta kill them first or they're gonna accidentally kill you without when you're not paying attention and that kind of stuff i really enjoy um like as far as the weapon design is concerned plasma weapon is extremely interesting because your secondary is a tracking device and it literally turns the weapon into the weapon from the fifth element where you can shoot (laughs) in 180 degrees in the other direction and kill somebody so phil thought it was really interesting because i shot the boss one time and a boss one time and stood behind a brick and they shot over it and he was like it looks like you're playing the tank wars game like where you're lobbing <laughs> shit over to him yeah, yeah. that's perfect i remember uh, when we were playing versus in that like in when you're we playing the counter-strike map you get to pick one gun to start with 
and you picked that gun and we went out there and we're shooting at each other. I think I have like the grenade launcher and you hit me instantly with the lock on. And I was just like, Oh, Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden it's just like all these little blue balls just come pinging around the corner and just like rain me. In. And I just, I just die. I think it was, anyway, well, that was a good run. There's one part where Philip, me and Philip were in one of the later levels and we were fighting one of like the God guardian things. And, uh, uh, the blue guys and Philip was using the plasma rifle and he was it was long since dead but Philip was still shooting in its direction and I'm like Philip what are you doing he's like I couldn't see through all of my plasma I didn't know if he was dead I'm just like, <laughs> <He's> shooting <laughs> there's, there's, there's so many bullets so much blood you just can't see a lot of times I just keep shooting and hope I get him yeah rip and tear until it's done exactly and uh, that's a great way to end this review like <laughs> It's beautiful, it's fun, it's phonetic, and I absolutely adore games like this. If you're into boomer shooters, this is a really good start for this uh, company. Would either of you guys put a number on it out of 10? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, five? A five out of 10. A five. Okay. Yeah. I'd, I'd go closer to eight, eight and a half. That's it. So I was looking at the hours that, that we played, and I thought that was actually, I misread it. I thought that's what we were rating it. And oh, you had really? like nine, nine and a half. Well, at eight and a half. And I was like, oh. <laughs> well, the uh, uh, reason I give it such a you know mediocre ranking is it's, it comes down to company. Mm-hmm. Like, I would not play this on my own or in any other circumstances mm-hmm. without playing it with another person. Fair. So I feel like that kind of like halves its playing value. Yeah. Whereas, like, I play Halo Infinite by myself all the time. And I'm fine with that, you know. Which is awesome, though, that you still feel like that you can do that. You're the first. You're like one of the first people that I've heard of personally that is still playing Infinite. Um, I'm waiting to get yeah, back into it. So they dropped the campaign co-op. Very excited for yeah. Campaign we're waiting co-op. for the co-op too. I'm really waiting for Forge, but that co-op that co-op is going to be a great reason to go back to that campaign. Yep. I'm kind of okay. mad at the campaign because lasso was really hard <laughs> so i don't I, i'm glad it's taken so but you long you don't have to lasso every game though nave it's, you don't i i gotta i gotta stop <laughs> making me, stop giving me achievements for it if, I, if you don't want me to do it yeah all right will what's your final words for proteus so easy eight nine out of ten um it's a very very fun game so obviously this fast frenetic nature really plays into my lizard brain whenever i'm like i just want to shoot something so you auto sprint Around the map, you got the shotgun, you got the super shotgun, you got the plasma rifle. Um, and the favorite part, as far as me actually looking at the game as a whole, is that one, it's on Game Pass, so I'm playing it for quote-unquote free, and it just feels like an incredible steal as far as the quality that I'm getting, even though it does seem like we're going to be getting more stuff out of it later on in the future. But really just seeing the love and attention, this is very clearly a love letter to those old boomer shooters, and I feel like mm-hmm. they're just putting so much effort into it from the sprites when you're moving around the different sprites and it's like they're kind of flipping and you can see them from the different like angles even though underneath they're really true 3d models and uh, the car key the key card system which a lot of people would maybe say or feels archaic but i feel like it's one of those things that is just a part of those dnas for the boomer shooters and i feel like it's implemented very well in this game where it's like oh here's a yellow door i don't have a yellow key card yet so 10 minutes later when you find that key card it tickles your brain and you're like, oh, let me go backtrack a little bit, get that yellow key, get a secret, get some ore. Um, yeah. So they just really make sure that they're making you feel every bit of the level and you get to kind of check out every little piece of it. So I had a blast with it. I agree with Philip. Significantly better in multiplayer. I'm looking for hopefully another, maybe two people to kind of bring in to do like a four-player multiplayer 
couple of levels or so because it seems like it's just going to be ridiculous. Like rockets flying through the air, blue orbs shooting all over the place, and then, of course, more and more monsters to shoot up. So it looks very fun. Honestly, I would come back if they dropped a new like official campaign. I would come right back to this game and give oh, it another shot. Yeah, and yeah. we'll do part two, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> we did play a few me... levels with uh, four people, and it was madness. Like it's uh, just having two people makes these levels so much more uh, uh, intricate for you to like kind of tackle. Like you do get to split. There's a multiple levels where you do just split up. There are two card yeah. keys you need, and they're on two separate ends of the level, and you can just yeah. kind of wander off on your own. And whenever we had four people, it was a really wide open air map, just like that. It was more like a Duke Nukem 3D level more than anything or it really looked like half-life honestly but um it was more like duke nukem 3d where we were all just kind of like wandering this big open sandbox looking for our uh clues and everything and it is so interesting because whenever you pick up a card key uh only you have it you everyone has to go around and pick up the card key if they all want it but you only need to use that card key once you don't need it every time you go through something so it's like uh it really incentivizes you to split up i was looking to see if they announced like a campaign number two or anything, but I'm not finding anything on it. They're probably still on Game Pass hype. This game did just relatively recently come onto Game Pass, so yeah, yeah. I mean, the the hope is is that the I I so I'm so curious as is, but like, what happens with the actual money on the back end of Game Pass? Like, do you guys know anything about that at all? I've listened to a couple of interviews that Sarah Bond has come because she's kind of like one of the people at Xbox that's in charge of it. I, I am so interested to see like what happens to these indie devs when they sign like a deal with Microsoft to like put their game on Game Pass. Like, do they get a flat rate or is like do, is do they base it off of like user engagement? Like, if you get 10,000 people like we'll give you like we'll tier like our payout system or something like that do you have any idea i i, I guess it'd be all right I, I know that most contracts are like specific to each company like i think whenever they go to yeah. sega they give a they give a huge flat rate for like the entire series and something yeah. and stuff like that i think these indies they have a lot more room to wiggle with these like percentages kind of thing because these games they they or a lot less room sorry with the percentages uh, because everyone's going to see Yakuza or like Assassin's Creed. They're like, oh, cool. I always wanted to play Unity. But people see Proteus and they're like, what the fuck is that? And they pass it up. So these indie games, it's a lot more of like an insurance policy whenever you're uh, approached by Microsoft like that. Um, I th- I think it was the guys, uh, Drinkbox Studios, the guys that made Nobody Saves the World. I think they kind of talked about that on a Sacred Symbols Plus about how they uh, their interaction with Game Pass and stuff. So that's a pretty good episode. I'm not sure if that's yeah. a free episode or not, but... Because that's behind a payroll originally, but it, it's it's an interesting conversation, yeah. Yeah, I just think it, it's it's such a good thing that they have indie devs on there, and they're giving their their shining light on these games that we've said it before, and we'll say it again. Nobody really would play like this game if you go back to 2009 would be a 15 20 game that i am not going to spend my 15 20 on and it's yeah. just I'm very grateful that I got the opportunity to put my hands on it as well as all of the other indie games. Again, Rampa. I'm not going to pay money for Rampa, but I'm already paying for Game Pass, so of course I'm going to play it. Rampa is a pretty good example, like especially that in Yakuza. Like I've seen so many more people get into Yakuza because of the accessibility of it, and I'm just yeah. like fucking giddy. Like it's it's so good. I'm so happy. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Tacking right. to my review, this game needs a chainsaw. I think it's supposed to have one later on. Ooh. It does need a chainsaw, or you need to be able Ooh. to kick people. 
I know. They don't have a melee button. Like, why do you have to switch back to your hands to melee? I was having fun on very hard mode. Will was running around actually doing serious work, and I was just like, and and like actually just punching people out. I loved it. But yeah. All right. Game's good. The game is good. So once again, I want to thank our boys from Friday Night Gamecast. Will and Nick, thanks for coming out, guys. Thank Thank you guys so much. Always happy to be here. Always a good time. How the hell did this turn out to two hours? Like, this is insane. (laughs) I'm not sure, because we be talking, man. We be be chatting. It happens. It happens every time we get on on the show. Indeed. All right, Nave, what are we playing next week? Maybe we're going to be playing uh, Dying Light for Spooky Month. Ooh. Yeah, you don't want to play Portal 2? A Risk of Rain 2? Portal 2 is very scary. I agree. You don't want to play Ass Creed Unitity? Yeah, is that no. what he wrote in there? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I changed it because uh, I'm a gremlin. Um, Spider or Laura Croft and the Guardian of Light. No, oh, that game's one. done. I'm done with it. <laughs> no, we haven't played it at some point. I feel like that we, there's a lot to be said about this awesome Xbox arcade no, title. The episode would be like, oh, I hate this. But the funny thing is, is that when we we hadn't talked in years, and Philip was like, hey, I got an Xbox. You want to play Laura Croft and Guardian of Light? And I'm like. <laughs> It was like the Fuck free that. game of the week. <laughs> I'm like, it's a free game of the week. Just download, we'll, just, we'll play something. Because I, I think I own like Destiny 1 and that was it. But that was the game that got you two back together to start talking again? Yes. Oh, then we didn't talk again for another like three yeah, years. I was upset. Oh, I was like, what the fuck is this shit <laughs> doing? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so did I say the game? What is the game called? Dead by Daylight? I think that's probably mm-hmm. what yeah. we're going to try and play. You may have heard of it. <laughs> Have you guys familiar? Yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah, one I've never gotten that, I've never gotten to play it though. One v three, one v four. One v four. Person the killer. A bunch of everyone else, like a bunch of camp kids or what have you, running away. So it's pretty. I fun. know that Liv loves this game though. From the Between Two Gamers pod, I did yeah. look through our. Uh, I looked through the stats that you can see. Uh, you can compare with your friends, like hours and, and achievements and stuff like that. And Philip, do you know who I saw who had like like thirty days in this game? 30. Or not Ooh. like thirty days? Maybe it was like six days. Uh. Uh. Calvin from uh, X-Pals. From X-Pals? Yep. The Apex Legends podcast for the mediocre gamers? We haven't talked <laughs> to them in so long, so maybe it's time for us to hook back up. Yeah. I wonder if they're still playing Apex. Probably. I imagine. I, I don't know if they are they have X-Pals going on still, but they're playing Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. The Minecraft podcast for me. Yeah, it just works. It works for everything. All right. So thanks for joining us this week, co-op partners. Maybe next time we can all kill some demons together. Bye. Absolutely. Bye. Ah. Can't think of anything. Goodbye. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs)